one indescribable podcast Adam Todd and Lindy Host one indescribable podcast They'll recap CXG On one indescribable podcast They'll share their points of view and in this one, Bex is really stressed by planning her wedding. So she seeks guidance from her poor delivery guy until Valencia comes in to save the day. Also, Nathaniel naps now onto your favorite podcast. Where we bring all of our takes for you. Yes, that's right. We're here. We are back talking through season two, episode 12 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh, here at One Indescribable Podcast. I'm Adam H. with you here, week after week after week, as we continue to make our way through the end of Season 2 of the show. And I'm not alone. I am joined with some of my very, very good friends, uh, the first of which I'm pretty sure has a manual to podcasting. Uh, do, do, you, do, you, do you have it, Lindy? Do you have the manual? Is it in your truck? Where is it? Where's the manual? I don't have a manual. Are you sorry that you yelled at me, though? Because that was. <laughs> <laughs> but you can help, Lindy. <laughs> uh, me? I can. <laughs> probably, yeah, with podcasting. Lindy, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, just fell asleep doing some DIY projects last night, but I'm ready for the podcast. Sure. Okay. Uh, are you like a big DIY person? Are you like uh, like crafty, like kind of like, like making no, stuff? No, no. Well, I-, I like to do crafts, but I wouldn't call what I like to do DIY. DIY seems way more intense. So you're like a like a like a moderate crafts. What's the word here? What am I looking for? Like, a, what's the what's the medium level between like crafty and full DIY? Lindy, that's the that's the level. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> other people who are here with us as well, not stuck on a remote construction site in Alaska, is Todd. Todd the librarian. How are you? Uh, not gonna lie, I'm playing a little Tai Tai right now. I, I'm in desperate need of a man nap. Uh, <laughs> aren't we all, Todd? are we all we're recording this very early in the day comparatively to when we normally record um i'm like barely awake but it's fine um this is very exciting uh todd welcome and we are not alone the three of us we're i mean we're never alone it's all three of us right like we're already you know all together every single week but we have a very special guest today um who's uh certainly not looking like a guest of honor at a park ranger gala it is touchdown tommy how are you I'm I'm good, but I will say, you know, I sent over a bunch of things I wanted to add to the podcast, and, and you guys didn't really take any of my ideas. Um, I wanted, like, a little carousel that we'd be riding the whole time while we podcasted. That would be fun. Uh, I wanted, like, 
us to wear sparklers just everywhere. Sparklers all over our, our bodies. See, Tommy, we're going for a very specific thing mm-hmm. with this podcast, and uh, those just don't quite fit. But we gave you the list of things to pick from. So one thing you can pick what you can pick one thing for us to do. Oh, um, can we wear uh, mascot costumes? As yes. long as the costumes are cardigans, then I think we're okay. <laughs> okay, good. You. As long as we can get the matching cardigans. <laughs> um, Tommy, welcome back to the podcast here. Your second appearance here uh, at the end of season two. It is, it's great to have you back. I'm back two times, two, two, two chance Tommy, two coin Tommy, that's what they call me, and two podcast Tommy because I'm back. That's quite a few names they call you, Tommy. That was That was a lot. Yeah, I have a collection of names, a list of names. <laughs> a, a list of names here. Uh, Tommy, you talked about your like experience with CXG kind of in the past. Uh, I'd be curious to know if there was a, any particular reason for this episode uh, in specific. Was there anything about this episode that stood out to you? Yeah, well, I love a good wedding. And uh, <laughs> as Adam and Todd both know, and man, this one's just a good one. There's all this prep. You got... Uh, Rebecca, you know, maybe going off the deep end, <laughs> definitely going off the deep end. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a really fun episode. And again, who doesn't love a wedding? Adam. Well, I mean, <laughs> weddings are not my favorite thing in the world. But Tommy, you are probably the most pro wedding person I have ever met. And it's actually not even close. <laughs> is, it, is it like, like it's like, you know, the guy on the street that yells, hey, get married. And then it's like me. Next. Well, I've never met that guy. Oh. <laughs> Is that like, do you yeah, know that no, guy? It's... Is that you? Are you out <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> In the disguise. <laughs> like, it's just people just out on the street. Hey, get, get married. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the guy. We're yeah, I don't know anyone that loves weddings as much as you do, Tommy. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a time of... You know, mostly I will say I was going to say uh, all weddings are so happy and stuff. You know, obviously some weddings can go bad, uh, which is also amusing if you're a guest because then you can watch it. And, you know, you love getting your popcorn. You can just watch all the chaos happen at a wedding. And uh, it's train wreck, not... train wreck, Tommy, at that point. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so Tommy doing... does know his audience. He came in here pitching, hey, weddings are good because of all the drama. You can just sit back and eat the food. Uh, <laughs> that's a good pitch. But you do still have to get dressed up. So, I, you know, I'm... Free drinks sometimes? Open bar? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, you know, believe me. Lindy, how do you feel about weddings in general? Pro weddings. Pro- oh! Wow. Okay. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you're more or less pro weddings uh, than Tommy. Well, it sounds like Tommy is the most pro-wedding person ever. So. Yeah, you might be able to beat out that guy that yells on the streets that says, hey, get married. You might be able to get that second spot. Yeah, you might be able to beat out Shami. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's get into the episode here. We are on to Season 2, Episode 12 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Lindy, take it away. All right, this one is called Is Josh Free in Two Weeks? And this one starts with Someone at the door of Rebecca's apartment. His name is Patrick, played by Seth Green. <laughs> kind of comes at you out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah, take- it's wild that <laughs> Seth Green is in this episode. And 
I mean, he's a big part of the episode, but also has relatively little to do in the episode. It's it's mainly him just reacting to things. Yeah, he basically takes a deep breath, rings the doorbell, and Rebecca answers it in a wedding dress. There's a ton of wedding dresses behind her, and she's like, hi, Patrick. <laughs> and, you know, they're talking about the dress. He says he likes the lacy one from Tuesday better. Basically, he's been delivering all these dresses to her door because she's on such a tight schedule for her wedding, which is coming up. And she's basically told him her whole story. <laughs> and, you know, he's asking, why are you really moving up the wedding? You know, you were locked in an elevator with your fine boss. <laughs> I, is this how you do it? Is this like you just if you want to become friends with your delivery person, you just order a bunch of things and just slowly start. Because like I would like a, a, a delivery person friend like my delivery people are terrible. And maybe if I became friends with them, they would actually deliver my packages. Your delivery <laughs> people are terrible. Well, they just don't deliver it correctly. Like I have a gate and, you know, like sometimes they just don't even try. It feels like the whole it's a whole saga in my life. So you, do they not like go through the gate? Do they just leave it at the gate. Also, a big, big man Tommy out here with a gate to his <laughs> house. Look at me. I'm Tommy. I got a gate. It's an apartment complex. <laughs> Can they not like get it? Does everyone in the apartment complex just like have a pile of mail at the front gate? <laughs> no, there's a bunch of those little little uh, sticker things that are like, "Hey, sorry, XOXO, we tried to come by, but I uh, couldn't deliver." See you Your later. Postal service leaves you XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I added a little flavor there. But, uh... <laughs> Maybe your delivery driver does like you. <laughs> They're just trying to get you to go to them. <laughs> it sounds like you need to order a lot of packages and then you just slowly talk to them, tell them your whole life story about how you got caught in an elevator with your boss. Your boss yeah, is nickel fine. every time that's happened. <laughs> Fine, I believe, is what her boss is. Exactly. But Rebecca's like, no, like, this is because I've got an 11 day window and I couldn't get a wedding planner to, you know, help me with that. And he suggests asking her mom for help. And we flash to Rebecca on the phone with her mom. Her mom's like, hold for injectables. She's, she's always like in some sort of doctor's office when Rebecca's trying to call her. And her mom says, like, I can't come early. Gotta get all this work done and she's like normal shmormal you'll figure it out <laughs> and so after that didn't work rebecca reached out to paula her other mom figure and sunil answers the door and is like if it isn't the ingenue beset by tragedy love the ingenue in there yes I love her response. <laughs> if it isn't the plotting understudy back in the, you know, back with the marbles. You know? Yeah, waiting in the wings. <laughs> waiting in the wings. And Rebecca's there to ask for help with the wedding, but Sunil is like, and Paula says yes, but Sunil's like, oh, we're studying for finals. Like, this is important. And Rebecca says, okay, yeah, like, this is more important. I'll just do it myself. And then we flash back to her with Patrick, and she's like, unless you want to help. He's like, I would, but I'm the delivery guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, normally we have like weird watch. I feel like this episode we need to have a normal watch. Like the number of times where normal gets thrown out, it's it's a lot. It is very, very in your face that Rebecca is wanting to have a normal wedding and be like the normal people. 
and she gets the normal schmormal response from her mom, but uh, Rebecca is obsessed with having normality in her life this episode. And she goes to home base and Googles how to plan a normal wedding. Please help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think adding those two last words really improve your Google searches. I don't think the please help is really going to... uh, I've been adding that to the end of all of my Google searches ever. Honestly, just just putting quotation marks around the phrase you're looking for will help you narrow your searches a lot more than that. Just quick, quick little search engine tip from your uh, local podcast librarian. So put please help in quotes. What does that do? Yeah, that's okay. Good, good clarifying question. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because then you will only find things that actually have the words please help in the results, which you're not really looking for that though. So maybe don't. Yeah, quotation mark just means that it will look for the exact phrase. It will look for those words together in that exact order. So it won't just bring up everything that mentions please at the beginning of a page and help at the end of the page. So quotation marks are your are your friend in narrowing down your search results. That has big JSTOR energy. Um. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the librarian tip, Todd. <laughs> I don't uh, get to do a game corner, so I'd have like my librarian corner today, I guess. So. That's true. Okay. Um, so Heather's asking how the planning's going, and Rebecca's got like 50 yeses so far on the RSVPs. Uh, her dad has not RSVP'd, but she only invited him to feel bad about herself. Uh, it's a rare, rare moment of, of insight from Rebecca. Yeah, it's a it's sad, it's sad though. It's sad that she she knows that her dad is going to let her down. And Heather's asking, well, Rebecca's like, you know, I'm doing this myself. So Heather's like, oh, is this a DIY wedding? And Rebecca says, do I why wedding? Because I love Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> And she says it so quickly too. It's like the, the direct, like she didn't even have to think about it. And that's how she processed that, what, that uh, DIY. But Heather's obviously like, no, do it yourself. And so Rebecca looks up DIY weddings on her computer and she finds one that has these like beautiful pictures of all these nice, you know, jars filled with lights and drinks. And it just looks beautiful. And she says, oh, it's going to be like this. And DIY is going to be easier than than anything else. And Heather's like, it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DIY is not, I, I don't know, like DIY anything just feels like way more effort than it needs to be. Like, I guess if you're doing it like as an activity with someone, you know, with someone, it could be fun. But like, otherwise, it's just, I never see the benefit of a DIY over it. Completely agree, Tommy. I would rather it would be a DI anybody else but why. I mean, I have no interest in DIing anything, okay? Like, I don't know. Obviously, this is like a very truncated time. You've never been able to do this in two weeks. But like, man, get someone else to do stuff. Always. If you ever. That's like full life advice. If you can ever get someone else to do something for you, do it. Like that, 100%. That's why... That's why me and Todd get Adam to edit the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That must be great for you all. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah, I think a lot of times the idea behind a DIY is like, oh, we can save money. We don't have to pay other people to, to do stuff. But 
for Rebecca, I mean, she's not going to be saving any money because, I mean, she has been saving an enormous amount of money as it is because I don't think she's been like, you know, renting out or leasing or just sampling these way. I think she's actually been buying wedding dresses because there's someone delivering. Yeah, yeah. So she's been straight up spending all this money. And, but moving to the DIY is not going to cause her to spend any less money because she's going to be buying so much stuff to do the things to match exactly this wedding she found online. And this is like whenever we see like the, like we haven't really seen Rebecca like dive into the deep end, uh, obsessing about something a whole lot in the last few episodes. You know, she's kind of, she's been, you know, I mean, she, she got really, uh, you know, Know, focused on trying to keep people's jobs and everything, but this is like old school Rebecca. Like, oh, I have it's like back in her, like trying to eat healthier days, something like that, where she becomes very obsessed with this idea and nothing will deter her from this idea. You know, so she's not even paying attention to how little sense any of it makes because, oh, this is the wedding I want to have, and so I have to replicate it exactly instead of just like, oh, we use this to get some fun ideas what to do. No, it's like it has to be this wedding. And it's a horrible, horrible mindset and leads to Rebecca's a, a manic behavior and kind of like a uh, starting to put a little bit of strain on the the love bubble between her and Josh. Yeah, I was just going to say with the uh, wedding dresses, maybe she could like make a little blanket out of them. You know, like when people make quilts out of their old T-shirts, she can make like a little, <laughs> little quilt. I don't know. It's a, you know, DIY, DIY, <laughs> DIY quilts. My assumption was that she was just ordering them, trying them on, and then planning to return all of the ones she didn't want. Presumably, but it's got to cost something to, to like go through that process. No, probably. Yeah. Patrick's not cheap, you know. He's got that pricey <laughs> delivery fee. Seth Greenford, that's expensive. And granted. I've never shopped for a wedding dress, but I feel like wedding dresses are one of the things that, yeah, I know, I know. Hard to believe, hard to believe. Wedding dress aficionado that I am. I've never actually uh, shopped for wedding dresses. But I feel like that's the sort of thing that returning them is a little difficult, more than likely. Uh, and I, also the fact that people are actually shipping wedding dresses is a little odd as well. So I don't know. The shipping was a little bit confusing, especially since we've seen Rebecca in a location where someone was trying on wedding dresses, like within a season. Like a, I, who I forget whose wedding it was at the end of season one that she was like there in the bridal party. In Jamie's wedding, they were like trying on dresses, and Rebecca was there. So like there is a place that they could hypothetically go um, to try on wedding dresses, but she's like having like twenty five of them shipped for some reason. I mean, I understand I we we have to get Seth Green in the episode. I get it, but. Adam, she's only got 11 days. She's got to order 100 dresses online yes. that are going to fit. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, this yeah. is wedding headquarters. She can't leave the home base <laughs> once she... <laughs> but, but, okay, but she can because she literally goes to home base to Google how to plan a wedding. <laughs> like, I, I hear no, you. I understand the argument, but she doesn't. She's... That blew my mind. I think that was probably the funniest part of it for me because all it was to just get her and Heather together and they live together. That scene could have happened anywhere, but she still took her laptop to home base and was like, how to plan a wedding? Please help! Like, at home base. Like, what do you mean she has to stay at wedding HQ? (laughs) 
Look, Rebecca, you know, she needs help. She, she needs Google to help her. She needs her friends to help her. And she needs Dustin and Sasha to help her. They've got all their wedding plans on this website. And she notices, like, oh, there's a lot of mason jars here. This is great. All I need to do is spend a day at a craft store. <laughs> it's yeah. that simple. <laughs> how, how do we feel about mason jars? There's a lot of mason jar baby food jar talk in this episode how do you feel about mason jars they were like a huge thing um what is it, like five ten years ago around i guess around the time of this episode it was like a big thing can this be a pro mason jar podcast i'm okay with mason jars i just i like have some are people against them like <laughs> i think they've fallen out of favor in terms of like being a like the, a mainstream like uh decoration piece I wouldn't know. Certainly not as much as they were in, like a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, I have some mason jars, but I have like any. I like. I feel like I'm in that phase where like I don't get rid of any like uh, uh, drinking utensils. That like I just keep them, you know, like cups. Like I just I'll just keep them. I don't really care about like if they all match or anything. It kind of tells a story in itself. I have a Starbucks reservoir uh, cup that it's not going anywhere, and it's just a plastic cup, but it has a memory to it, you know. A re- sorry, reservoir. That's yeah, it's a- like a it's like a fancy Starbucks. It's like oh, or like a reserve. Maybe it might be reserve. It might be Starbucks reserve. Listen, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea that Tommy has a reservoir, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Listen, it's a fancy Starbucks. It's like ooh, this is kind of like a bar vibe, but it's Starbucks. So just like a mug. Like a nice no, it's like a, mug. No, it's a plastic uh, <laughs> full cup. Not even a nice mug. Uh-huh. But a fancy plastic cup. Yeah. Okay. Fancy. Like the fanciest. It's a good plastic. All to say, keep your mason jars. Reuse, reduce, recycle. And forget about that fact that I have a plastic cup that I just talked about. <laughs> yeah, ignore the reservoir. Well, you know what? Ignore the reservoir. You're reusing the plastic cup. So there you yes, go. Exactly. There you go. So Rebecca has bought a bunch of stuff at this craft store and she's putting it all in the trunk of her car when Valencia happens to walk by. And it's just a short little scene. Basically, Rebecca says, like, I miss you. But Valencia says, like, don't I, I can't please. And and she walks away. Yeah, I think I've been to this four way stop. Just a fun <laughs> fact. I think this is an L.A. L.A. spot. Maybe. That's one of the hard. buildings looked. Did the they shoot this familiar. not on, in a studio? Like, did they go on site f- for any of this show? Sometimes I have no do. idea. Is it near a craft store, Tommy? Oh, it it actually is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's near. Oh my Michael. god, it's near Michaels. That must be why it's there. Wow. Yeah, the verisimilitude. The they had they had to get the the real life there. Like this intersection yeah. feels like an intersection near a craft store, so we have to use it. Yeah, Adam. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes shows. Realism. Yeah, Adam. Sometimes shows uh, do film on location. It's not all in studio. I well, I hear you. This doesn't feel like the show that would like like this scene shot in studio versus not in studio doesn't make any difference. I think to the viewer, unless you have hypothetically been to the four way intersection near the craft store, <laughs> in which case it makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> It's all about the little details, Adam. They add up. The yeah, yeah. But if Tommy wasn't here, the three of us would never have known this. Well, there's so many layers to it. I love that. They knew. They knew <laughs> that I would be here someday. Okay. 
and you can just feel feel mm -hmm. it coming through like oh that's a craft store intersection just like it just comes through so strongly uh yeah should we talk about craft stores i okay oh oh we should okay first of all, <laughs> yeah 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 first of all i really wish that we had seen a scene of rebecca in the craft store i think that would have been really funny but we don't get that but that's okay talking about craft stores Look, I worked at a craft store one summer. Oh, which one? Like a I, I worked at AC Moore. Okay. It it is now gone out of business, but that's oh. not my fault. But it's like You did everything you could, I'm sure. <laughs> I did what I could. It it's like Michaels basically. Basically the same thing, just, you know, different brand. Um I hated it, got to be honest. Not oh. fun. What, what what was not fun about it? It was really stressful. I was, you know, just a cashier up at the front. I love, first of all, I love arts and crafts supplies. So that's why I thought like, oh, this will be fun. But it was so stressful. People can be, so okay, first of all, anyone who's worked in customer service knows that people can be just absolutely ridiculous, mean, rude, etc. But that applies everywhere. Even a craft store, which has the lowest stakes of any type of store like no one <laughs> well let's be careful here because rebecca going in 11 days left before the wedding there's some stakes there when she goes to the craft store rebecca would have been a terrible a nightmare i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah would have been awful craft people also take their stuff very seriously like it's like if you have the cedar but you don't have the oak oh man don't even mm. get them started about it they'd be very upset and they're always upset when you don't have a coupon for them. Like, bring your own coupon. I don't have any. Wait. <laughs> At first, I thought you were talking about, like, you going in as a customer, not having a coupon. But you're saying, as a representative of the craft store, more customers should come in with coupons. I don't know if I've ever gone in with a coupon. No, I do love a craft store, though. I'm saying you shouldn't. Be checking out and ask the cashier, hey, do you have a coupon for me? What if they have a coupon for you, though? Then they'll offer it. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's like do the work. That'd be like you turning in a test and then asking the teacher afterwards, like, hey, do you have an answer for me? No, you study. Bring the <laughs> bring the answer to the test. <laughs> Thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it makes complete perfect, sense. Moving. Perfect analogy. <laughs> there's, there's no holes on that. Uh, Adam, never trying to poke holes in that. You should always analogy. ask for answers if you can get them. <laughs> Wait, I feel like we've come down on the wrong side of this. Here. Oh my gosh! Um, the only thing I really ever buy at craft stores is uh, fabric for when I like make blankets, um, and they're always like very nice. I love the people that like will cut the. will we'll cut the fabric. We'll cut the fleece. There, you know, they're back in the back. They got that big. I mean, just ginormous cutting table where they just like start laying out all the fabric. They get their like, re like basically surgical scissors going in there and they, they cut it up. Yeah, I love fabric stores. Joanne Fabric is my favorite. I, I have, have been nothing, there. Yeah, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation in any way, shape, or form. Are you not crafty, Todd? <laughs> I'm not, not like... crafty at all. I do not okay. do craft. I do not do anything myself. I do not do any sort of arts and crafts or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so so well, when it comes to mason jars and comes to arts and crafts, I'm basically just like neutral. Not mason bro, jars not are pretty easy because you just 
put some lights in them, like put a candle in them, and then it's like that. That's it. You're done. Yeah. No, that's the whole stick. And speaking of candles, one thing that does come up in this scene is Valencia says that she's there. It's like she makes her own candles, so rooms always smell like her. And that basically the only reason she does her yoga classes right now is so that she can use her candles. So we kind of get start to see a little bit of like uh, Valencia is not feeling fulfilled in her job at the moment, which will pay off later on in the episode. Yeah, and then we see Josh with the church basketball team that he's been uh, helping to coach. And they're in a circle and they're praying. And Josh is uh, saying the prayer and saying, you know, I know you're busy with everything from Afghanistan to the Zika virus. But if you have time, we could really use help with our fast breaks. And if you can have Macy's restock the new Jordan 5 size 10, that would be awesome. The look Father Bra gives at that last bit, like Father Bra opened his eyes and did a little side eye at him. It's, I, I love that moment. I could not believe what Josh is saying. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he likes all this spiritual stuff, you know, like church basketball. So definitely see Josh starting basketball. his spiritual journal at a church. And then there's this woman there. Um, her name is Sarah. We find out later. She basically, she compliments Josh and how he's, you know, worked with the kids, but not his basketball skills, though. And then Father Bra thanks him for coming in. He knows, like, you know, the wedding's coming up. He must be really busy. But Josh says, oh, like, Rebecca's handling all the wedding planning. Like, she loves it. And that's when Father Bra says, you know, make sure this is happening with you, not to you. And Josh is like, oh, I'm I'm participating. Like, I came up with our hashtag. Hashtag bunch of chans. What do we think about this as a wedding hashtag? I actually like it. I, <laughs> I actually think it's pretty good. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some really a uh, you know, not great wedding hashtags out there, I think. So I think this one actually works pretty well. It's a pretty a surprisingly clever a uh, combination of their names a uh, for for a hashtag so yeah i'm down with it yeah i like the combo because i feel like usually you had to pick like one or the other but like this time they got both last names in which is you know kudos to you and as father Brown walks away josh's face as it often does when someone walks away kind of drops a little bit like oh he's thinking about what he just said and he's a little you know a little upset by it so do we think, how do we feel about Father Bra's advice here and the, the spiral? Because uh, on, on the one hand, I do think it's it's fairly good advice uh, to a certain, certain degree. But also, I mean, Josh was happy not to have to, to worry about everything. And then the, the advice kind of put him in a weird mental space. So I don't know. Uh, I, I do think like the idea of like, hey, you know, just want to make sure that, you know, not playing to the Valencia trap because that was like Valencia like controlled everything and Josh a uh, kind of started to rebel against that after a while push back against that so definitely don't want him to fall into that pattern again but this seemed to be one of those cases where he wasn't a uh, upset about Rebecca taking charge until Father Brawl put the idea in his head and then suddenly he starts a uh, going wait why aren't I contributing uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm a little torn on on this the scene on 
I think Father Brawl meant well, but I think it ultimately wound up going not in the direction that uh, Father Brawl intended. Maybe. Well, isn't that Josh with everything though? Like Josh gets pointed in a direction and he's like, this is now my, mo-. like, it's like, it, I wish he would have come up with this like realization on his own. If he wanted that, like you said, it's like, it's like, once again, someone else is like putting something in his head and he's like, now this, you know, maybe, maybe they're right. And it's like, Josh, come on, make your own mind, like make, make something for yourself for once. <laughs> I think this is like very um, prototypical advice to give. I feel like you see this all the time, especially of like, it, you know, the, the the guy girl wedding relationship here of like, make sure the guy has like some input. You always get like the tropes of like, uh, you know, the bride taking over all the planning and, you know, there's, there's a lot of tropes involved with that. And I did like, didn't love to see that as part of this, just because I don't think it played very well for me. Like Josh wanting to take a big, bigger role and like being upset about it afterwards. Like you said, Todd, after we already see him like totally fine and content with like not taking a big role. I I don't know. That feel, that feels like we're just like putting more Josh of the same storyline that we had seen him always like previously. You know what I mean? Like we had seen Josh, uh, you know, upset about something else that someone had brought to him that like he wasn't upset about previously all the time and he like always has that stupid look of of oh maybe this isn't as good as i thought it was and it's like stop like you're fine like the, obviously the situation is brutal you shouldn't be getting married in two weeks there's a lot there to unpack but outside of all of that context like he was fine with not planning it i don't know this like this trope doesn't do anything for me at all and so I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy seeing it here. Then we see Nathaniel for the first time in this episode. He is thinking back on his kiss with Rebecca. And, you know, he's trying not to think about her. But he sees several memories in his mind of the kiss. Of when, like, her shirt was, like, about to fly open with the Santa Ana winds. And then also this memory of her in that client meeting, I think, where she was talking about, like, not washing her hands, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one is like, oh, come on. That's not even a sexy one. <laughs> Just crap. Yeah, clearly he, you know, can't really get her off his mind. Uh, but right now he's drinking this like green smoothie and Paula asked him about it. And he says, like, I'm drinking this to cleanse. It's got spinach, kale, cauliflower, Thai, mung beans. And I thought this is a perfect time for Adam's Kitchen Corner. Is it? I don't. I I don't know that it is. Um, I feel like we have a much better opportunity a little bit later. But we can do it again. <laughs> this Maybe is disgusting. You- I mean, <laughs> like just objectively, absolutely terrible. Um, like, dr- first of all, drinking spinach in any context, you've made a mistake. I've had spinach in smoothies before, and it was good. Yeah, and you've made a mistake. <laughs> what about spinach in an omelet? Okay, okay. So you're not drinking yeah. your omelet. Oh, drinking I mean, is your issue. Okay. Like, you drink omelets. Spinach can go in things. I'm not, you know, I'm not like the biggest pro spinach guy in the world. But, like spinach can go in things. But if you ever find yourself drinking spinach, you really should should rethink that. I <laughs> am going to object to that. I've had spinach in a smoothie before, in a fruit smoothie, and you can't really taste it. But you're still getting spinach. Yeah, I mean, okay. What this could be here, delicious though. though. So maybe all four of us had to go out, get this, get the ingredients, <laughs> get the recipe for this. 
make it, and then we can have a review of how good it really is. What? So it's it's spinach. I, I, first of all, absolutely not. I don't uh, think this one sounds good. To be clear, this spinach, one sounds bad. Kale, cauliflower. How do you even blend cauliflower? <laughs> you can yummy, blend yummy. It. I feel like there's no there's no like liquid in there. There's no moisture in cauliflower. Cauliflower, like, like, and I love cauliflower. Actually, I think cauliflower is like one of the most underrated vegetables. I think, but like to put it in a smoothie, what are we doing here? And then like, uh, what was the other one? Thai, Thai mung beans. Which I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I have I have no clue. I uh, I've never had Thai mung beans. Sounds delicious. It sounds yummy, look, yummy. it looks and sounds atrocious. <laughs> I'm Just gonna drink like, it and I'm gonna drink the whole thing. Yummy, yummy. All and you guys you. <laughs> and let us know. Hopefully yeah. you get the same result that Nathaniel did. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's objectively bad. The episode wash, proves that it's objectively bad. Wash your stuff before you'd make it. That's I think that's the <laughs> part of the key there. As we did find out later. Uh, but tell me, we do need video of you drinking this. We need video of you making it and drinking it to prove Yeah, no, such a smile on my face as I drink the whole thing. Are, mm -hmm. are you gonna put ranch in it too, Tommy? Love a good ranch. <laughs> That's no, so it'll be the chaser afterwards. Oh <laughs> my god, I hate it so much. Oh, um, for, if somehow you're not aware, Tommy is canonically the world's biggest a uh, ranch dressing stand. So exactly, and um, <laughs> sorry, hard to transition from that. Um, Nathaniel asks. Paula, where Rebecca is, and Paula said, like, oh, she called in sick, and Nathaniel says, I don't believe in sick, and he's like, you know, Rebecca's attitude is the exact thing I've been trying to stamp out around here, like, we need to tighten the ship, you know, if my father came in here and saw what was happening, you know, he wouldn't approve of this, and he tells the whole office, you know, you need to start acting like normal people. Here's Todd's normal watch, there's another mention of being normal. And then he chugs the entire rest of the smoothie, which in itself is doesn't look normal. Everyone's staring at him. And he tells Polly, you need to call your little friend and tell her to come to work now. I, one of my favorite bits in this thing is never he's telling them what his father would do. Is like, if my father saw this, he would put you all over his knee and then not do anything just to frighten you. <laughs> it's just like Nathaniel's daddy issues rearing their ugly head yet again. And everyone's faces while he was drinking that disgusting mixture, they looked horrified. Oh, Paula gives some great reactions through this entire sequence as he's describing what's in it. Just her little, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just so good. And then Rebecca walks into the office later. Uh, on, the, on the wall, when she walks in, is a picture of the three Plimptons from Plimpton, Plimpton, and Plimpton. And she kind of, like, is disgusted by that. And she walks into Nathaniel's office, and she's like, uh, Paula told me you wanted to see me. And he laughs at that, and he's like, no, I wanted you to come into work so I could tell you to come into work. <laughs> And she's talking about how, like, I have a wedding to plan. And he says, funny how that happened. Elevator, kiss, boom, rush to the altar. And, I mean, he's right. It was so sudden. And right after they kiss, like, that's not the best time to just rush into a wedding when you just kiss someone who's not your fiancé. 
But Rebecca laughs that off. She's like, I'm not doing that because of the kiss. Like, I'm going to go plan my wedding. And he says, like, you're not getting paid for this week if you leave. And so we see Rebecca at her desk. But she's just printing out a bunch of wedding instructions from this website about what to do. And there's so many pages. And they're all, like, Miles saying they're, like, single-spaced and super small font. Like, there is so much to do. Maya's critique of the format. Like, who formatted this? Like, So did she, like... Come the rest of the week, and then it's just this one day is not is missing, like leaving early, and she's not getting paid for the whole week, or was she not there the whole week? Showed up for two minutes, and then it's like, like what's I think the? Daniel had other things to worry about other than Rebecca showing up to work, but also Rebecca doesn't show up to work, so it's it's fine. Just let her I do think, what she wants to do. I think she only showed up for these like two minutes. That was okay. the first time she came in. I mean, we've seen she leaves work at the drop of a hat. Like she will go take care of anything else, no matter what it is doesn't stay at work so i'm imagining that with all this stressful wedding planning she had not shown up yet then i agree with not getting paid but if it was like she worked the whole week and it's like hey now i'm mad at you you don't get paid i'd be like shame on you nathaniel that's not nice so there's gotta be some worker laws against that <laughs> yeah no i 100 rebecca has not been at work this week 100 rebecca has not shown back up since uh since the elevator kiss i, I i'm pretty sure that Elevator kiss happened. She went home. She started the wedding planning and then has not been back into the office. So, I mean, it's only been two days since that point, but yeah. exactly. And she hasn't been there. It was a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just pay her. People, well, people I... should be able to get paid at work without working. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm cool with that take, actually. I'll stand behind that one. Wait, we're going to question my test thing, but we don't even bring up how ridiculous that is. Support the students, Mommy. I, I didn't know that's where Adam was better. going. I thought he was saying pay people when they show up. And I was like, yeah, pay, people should get paid for the work they did. But then he went on, and I was like, I didn't. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, he's like, he went on. You like joined his team. You were like, yeah, we're going. And then he says one comment. You're like, oh, no, I've already joined it. Yep. <laughs> That's how I get you. <laughs> well, uh, Josh walks into Rebecca's apartment and she's in there and it is full of stuff. Like the whole place is covered in all this DIY craft material. She's currently labeled using her new label maker to label these bottles that they're going to put homemade bubbly water in from the soda machine that she just bought for like $200. And it is overwhelming. And Josh comes in and he's like, hey, I got ideas too. Like, I want to wear this forest green tux. What do we think of the forest green tux? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was better than I expected. I will say like I I like you know when they talk about it here I'm like oh no and then I see it later and I'm like all right like I you know I don't hate it it's like I could see someone wearing it to prom you know like how everyone has like unique like prom colors they use like someone's definitely showing up in a forest green prom suit a thousand percent a thousand percent I was gonna say the exact opposite 
I literally thought that it like sounded at this point. I was like, oh, that's really not great. And then it showed up and I was like, that is so much worse than I ever could have imagined <laughs> when he was wearing it. It looks so it looked it looked comically bad. I mean, it's supposed to look comically bad, but it looked really, really bad. Maybe my standards are down because I've seen people in like camo wedding, you know, suits. And yeah, so like, you know, maybe that's just where like I'm like, oh, this is this is better than that. I'm questioning myself because I thought it looked okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely leaning more towards the okay, not that bad side of things. I definitely didn't think it. It definitely looked better than what I thought it was going to look, and I didn't think it was horrendous. But also, I have like zero sense of style, so don't, don't, uh, don't <laughs> the, the, the list of things that I have no, no authority to speak on. You're telling me you're walking down the aisle, and down at the end. It's a guy in a forest green tux. You're telling that'd be fine. That's okay. I mean, if that was what he really wanted, yeah, fine. <laughs> okay. What if he had a top hat, Adam? Would it make it oh, better for you? No. What, <laughs> of course not. What part of the top hat would make it better? Everybody loves the top. Another hat. Yeah. like it would be forest green top hat. Yeah. Just, That's too much. I'll say oh, that. No. That's oh, the line. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think I'm making it look really dapper. I'm, I'm with you, Tommy. I think, <laughs> Thank I think you. The, and, and the monocle as well. <laughs> the monocle. Just look like a ridiculous leprechaun at that point. <laughs> oh or get the beard. Yeah. Love oh, it. Oh, my but the, goodness. The thing is, Rebecca is not on board with this. She's like, you know, Dustin wore this certain suit that had this hole in it that he patched with something of his father. So I bought you an old suit with a hole in it. And I'm going to patch the patch with something from your father's scrubs. <laughs> I'm perfect Again, plan. The yeah, the DIY sounds so much simpler than anything else. It all sounds so, so simple, so easy. The, I, the one thing I will say to not to, not to the <laughs> credit of Rebecca, she, she I don't think at any point she ever like was saying that she's going to do DIY because it's easier. I think oh, the, I think no, the she, reason she's doing it is because she literally doesn't know what else to do. Like she, she doesn't know how to DI. She thousand percent said, "Oh, this is a super easy way to do a wedding." She's a thousand well, so like comparatively to what she was doing previously, but like DIY uh, yeah, well, is certainly not easier. But I think it like is at least giving her a path forward that she can like actually go down, as opposed to just spiraling in place, which is what she was doing the first portion of the episode. Yeah, I agree, yeah. but that's not that's not how she's framing it at all, and that's how she keeps talking about how easy it is, how simple it is, all all that sort of stuff. So, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that. People say DIY is easier. I'm I'm mocking the fact that Rebecca keeps AS saying it's it's easier. So yeah, and just I think clear. It, I think it's a combo of like both easy and also like I think she wants like we, you guys have been saying of like normal. Like she wants a no. Like she wants everyone to think this is just like you know even though they moved it up two weeks. Like even though all this stuff, it's like guys, don't worry, be distracted by how great this wedding is gonna look. Like I think that's like the focus too, right? Like it's like just these these people had a normal wedding. And she's going to have that, too. Yeah, and she also rejects Josh's music idea. And he's upset that all his ideas, like, Rebecca doesn't like. What was that I... music idea again, Lindy? Was it a Sugar Ray cover band? <laughs> yeah, named Splenda Ray. <laughs> Splenda Ray is the name of the Sugar Ray cover band. Wait, and... that's really clever. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That cracked me up so much. Splenda Ray. Like, oh, that's really funny. Yeah, I can't believe she would reject that 
that awesome yeah idea. but like this, i feel like these are the things why this storyline like doesn't do it for me because like these are stupid ideas that like not even someone in the headspace of rebecca anyone should reject these ideas <laughs> and so like i don't know this is just more like josh is an idiot storyline which is like fine but we've done this like we already know i do like that rebecca doesn't a uh like call the idea stupid she doesn't a uh you know insult him with any of this that she is very much like oh but no we have a very specific theme that we're going for this wedding has a very specific uh you know aesthetic and that's what we're going for and those don't really fit it but and then she like points him to like the wall of things here look at all these ideas and pick something that does speak to you so she is like trying to include him in the planning but she she is so you know tunnel vision on this being what the wedding's going to be that she can't even even if josh had good ideas a uh really things that most people would think oh yeah that's a good idea rebecca would not deviate from what she's doing right now but she is trying to include josh in going through these all these ideas and trying to pick something that they can work on together uh so i'll give her points for that in the midst of all of her other decisions not being great but she at least doesn't a uh, brush josh off she does try to like oh i can see you want to help and let's let's do something together so I, i did appreciate that for her in this moment so he points to this picture of some origami cranes and you know, they decide they can make them together. Josh says he was really, he loved doing origami in like fifth grade. And I feel like I did that too. I feel like I, I had this like um, this day by day calendar that each day was like a sheet you rip off of an origami thing. I remember doing that. Wow. Day by day calendars. Those were all the rage. Like what? 15 years ago. I had, I had like three of them, I think growing up. Yeah, including mine. an origami one that I could never successfully do because I was very bad. <laughs> I was very bad at origami. Yeah, I, I never even tried origami. I, I looked at it like, oh, that requires manual dexterity. Okay, no thanks. Uh, all my all my day by day calendars are like you know far side cartoons or things like that. So I remember mostly sports related, but um, yeah, yeah, boo on origami. It's just, I mean, great if you oh. can do it. Great if you can do it. It's just, you know, I I have big Italian sausage fingers. So, you know, like, I just can't get that origami in there, uh, you know. And it, they made us do it in school for assignments sometimes. It was like, oh, you're reading this book? Like, we did uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it was like, here, make this origami Mr. Tumnus. And I was like, I can't do this. And then what? we got graded on it. Yeah, it really what? scarred me. It was like elementary. So that's why I'm so anti-origami. Wow. That's just not fair that you would be graded on that. I know. It wasn't even an art class. I, I'm just like an origami Mr. Tumnus. I just can't even imagine what the origami is. I'm still talking like, on the Italian sausage fingers. Um, <laughs> Tommy, I have to know, are they sausage fingers that are Italian or are they Italian sausage fingers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Italian sausage fingers. Okay, okay. <laughs> Important distinction yeah. there. Yeah. I, I had the Italian is changing Adam. the sausage, not the fingers. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it modifying? Which 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 word is, is Italian modifying? Well, Nathaniel is modifying his uh, health. No, Lenny didn't like that one. You cut into my. I was already. Going. I know you were already going. Oh, and I, no. I was too late with the idea. We're too late. Um, 
Anyway, we'll Nathaniel was holding a meeting in the office and, you know, he's talking about like, we need to be good at planning, efficiency, etc. But he's clearly in pain. His stomach starts to gurgle and everyone looks like uncomfortable, but they're not like acknowledging it out loud. And he's saying like, this is the sound of my body defeating fat. <laughs> he's like trying so hard. I mean, I guess to be normal, that's the word of the episode, but he's trying so hard to play it off and <laughs> eventually uh, it gets worse and Nathaniel is like, clearly someone has passed gas and he asks someone to take responsibility for it. <laughs> to prove their loyalty <laughs> is how he frames it. Hopefully someone will prove their loyal by claiming... <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. Maya steps up and says, I did it. I parted in this enclosed space. This was such a funny scene. <laughs> the best part is after Maya admits it was her, Nathaniel just starts groaning and there is much more gas. And it's like, <laughs> and she might do it again. Yeah. Everyone and, and, and knows she might do it again. <laughs> oh, why? Why? You say why, but we're all laughing, Todd. It's because it's, it's funny. Hilarious. But see, I feel like it's the Maya side that makes me laugh more than the actual. Because I'm with I'm not this kind of humor is not usually my cup of tea. But the Maya just like jumping in and being like only oh, like a I am Spartacus moment. Like that's how it felt. Yeah, I think both both this and the later scene, there there are moments that make me laugh, you know. But it's the general idea, just in general, just like, oh, why, why do we have to go there? It's kind of kind of where I land on most of this sort of stuff. I agree in general, like, that's not my kind of humor. But I think in this episode, I found this situation very funny. So It works 100% for me. I'm all in on it. <laughs> Was there something else about this, like... With the people in the conference room, was there were there new people we don't know? Oh, that was the only thing that I clocked. There was just like a random other woman there. I think there, there's always random people in the background. I feel like we don't. I don't know. They had like more usual suspects that I think they could have put in the room, but they like had. I don't know. Where was Karen? Where exactly. was yeah. Karen? That's what I'm saying. We have yeah. more people that we could have filled that room with instead. I know there's with. yeah no sign of Karen this entire episode, uh, and yeah, I mean Karen being there during this sequence. Would have been a uh, something. I think Karen being around for any of this, there have been some very interesting moments uh, with Karen involved in any of this. So yeah, was, I'm so was... sad that Karen was not in this episode. She would have been hilarious, but that's okay because there's other people doing funny stuff. Um, we'll get back to Nathaniel's situation. Todd's not gonna like it, but we'll come back to that. So we see Rebecca working on the origami cranes. Josh has fallen asleep on the couch. And she's clearly frustrated. And the next morning, he's still in that exact same spot asleep. And she tells him, you know, I was up all night and I made 25 cranes. Some of them might not be usable because they've got blood from all the paper cuts I got. That's horrifying. And this is the thing, like, I was with Josh of, like, he wants to be a part of the wedding. Sure. You got that chance and you weren't, you didn't help. And it's like, now you just put more work on Rebecca. And it's just like, it, it's almost like it's, it's Josh, right? Like, it's like, I think he kind of wanted Rebecca to take, take control yet 
kind of to Todd's point, like Father Brown put it in his head, and now it's like, well, now I need to, I will need to be involved. Like I, I got to be involved, but he's like half measuring it. He's like half doing it. Yeah, I mean. Well, to be fair, Rebecca could have stopped doing the cranes until he woke up and done one of the other 10 zillion things she had on her list. She did not have to finish the origami cranes in that moment. She could have gone and done any one of the 10 billion things that were still left on her list. Uh, but yeah, him falling asleep in the midst of them doing this together, not a great look, but uh, she didn't have to do the full martyr route with the uh, paper cut comment and all of that. Well, I'm thinking Rebecca had so many things to do. As we see when she pulls out this absurdly comically long paper list of things to do. It's just like the papers are all connected and like totally spilling when she picks one up. It is so funny. Yeah, it's like suddenly she used an old dot matrix printer to print off the list after having everything been like laser printed on separate sheets. And now it's all connected. And she's walking down the street with this paper just trailing behind. Like, did she reprint it all out? What's going on? (laughs) Obviously, like, just for the bit. But I love, like, the the CVS, you know, receipt that she's, like, (laughs) carrying there. Like, trailing behind her, you know, on the ground, like, going up and down. It was very funny. Yeah, it's almost as long as the list of nicknames I have. Almost as long as that list. Almost. They do call you nickname Tommy. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. So we see this little montage. She's picking flowers and she's using, you know, a guide, a picture as a guide. She's picking some flowers. She's taking a bottle out of the trash. She's trying to build a chair out of these sticks. (laughs) She's trying to make cake pops that look like a bride and groom. We can talk about the cake pops, Adam. I assume that's what you wanted your kitchen corner to be about. Well, we we, we get a we get a bigger segment about the cake. Uh, oh, okay. A little More. bit later. Okay, we can go to that. So Paula stops by Rebecca's place just to see how it's going. Rebecca's like, it's going great. She's trying to make these cake pops. There's still stuff everywhere, and Paula tries to sit in that chair made out of the sticks, but Rebecca's like. It's not a chair for sitting. It's just for imagining what it would be like if you could sit. (laughs) A staple for every wedding. Every wedding has that chair that you just walk by and go, oh, wow, wish I could sit in that. That would be really cool to sit in. And she's like, I'm making cake pops. These are Dasha and Austin's favorite. I mean, Kasha and Justin's. (laughs) After everything Sasha and Dustin have done for her, she can't even remember the names now. She has been so busy. She's mixing up their names. And Paula's like, look into my eyes. And she's like, put that down. Look in my eyes. Postpone the wedding. I'm begging you. And Rebecca's like, it's too late. Like, I've already invited all these people. They're coming. Like, I'm doing all this stuff. Like, I can't postpone it. And, you know, she's telling Paula, like, I picked out a dress. And Paula's like, great okay and she's like you know forget about these cake pops these look complicated i can just order you a sheet cake from costco like everyone loves those i'll take care of it okay this is the moment Mm. sheet cake from costco cake pops let's go sheet cake from costco amazing absolutely incredible everything i'm so pro costco it's absurd i love costco so much and the sheet cake from costco top tier cake from a top-tier establishment, would highly recommend all of the sheet cakes and all of the cakes, for example. They're very good tier masu there as well. From Costco. Would highly recommend. Um, the second thing I do want to point out, just because, like, 
<laughs> it was a funny bit, but it just makes no sense of how they're doing it. Rebecca's like making these cake pops, right? She's got the batter going for the cake and she pours it into like uh, um, spherical, like almost molds, but it's the batter. Like that's not how you make cake pops. You don't like <laughs> the cake doesn't like rise in the shape of a ball. <laughs> I think that was a device, like kind of like a waffle maker, where it's shaped like that. She pours the batter in, closes the lid, and it heats up and cooks them in that shape. I'm not saying that's how cake pops are usually made, but I think that's what that was. I yes, presumably that is what it was. That's just like not how you make cake pops. So I like I don't know. It seemed like a funny bit, but I also will say I love the idea of cake pops in like the the bride and groom like style, like the Lindy showing a, a, a cake picture. pop machine. Oh, Google she's search. Cake Please pop help. Machine. No, because then your cake isn't <laughs> dense enough. You need to have like a, a dense cake because you have to mix it with the frosting or the you know stuff inside. You don't want to have a non-moist cake pop. That's like the worst situation. If you bite into a cake pop and it's all dry in there, that's terrible. You need to have you need to get your cake pops as moist as possible. But I love the idea of the bride and groom cake pop like decorations. That I feel like that's actually very cute. Yeah, Probably I'm difficult to do on short days' notice without any experience whatsoever, but cute. I'm pro cake pops, but I'm anti she cakes because they were ruined for me, Adam. <laughs> how how was it a Costco she cake? I, I don't think so. You know, I don't actually. You know, I think it was a Walmart one to be honest. Which like, oh, okay, yeah. well. If but you're letting someone... Walmart sheet cakes speak for all sheet cakes, then we're really... <laughs> well, I didn't even eat it. That's the thing. I was an RA. Picture this, Adam. Yes. An RA <laughs> at no. my college. Picture this. Sicily. You were an RA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tommy the RA. RA Tommy. Just like walking around my door. Maybe I'm whistling. Maybe I'm uh, spinning whistling? my lanyard around. Do, 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 do. Okay, big cocky RA energy coming <laughs> through right here. Yep, yep. And then I walk into, so our, our dorm had kitchen suites where you could get a kitchen to cook. Yep, for yourself. fancy, Tommy. Yep, yep. And then I walk in and I make eye contact immediately with this kid who is eating a sheet cake with his hands, uh-huh. with his shirt off. Okay. And, and we just didn't make any, it was just, it, it ruined sheet cakes for me. It was a weird experience. We made no uh, communication. We just made that eye contact and then he kept eating it. And then I just had, a, I just left. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so, so he said it like, with the full sheet cake. He doesn't have like, he hasn't like gotten a slice. He said the full sheet cake in front full of him, shirt cake. off, just like digging his hands in. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm not saying I've ever been at that point. <laughs> and I stopped whistling and scene. But I do think <laughs> he dropped his lanyard and shot. Lanyard drops. I do think that there are points that you reach in college as a student where you're just like, I, where you just have to call it for the day. Where you're like a full sheet cake in, like that's if, just the mood. Is like. like there you can like certainly get to the lowest of lows it's not even to be honest with you it's not even close to the lowest of lows where you're just like eating a sheet cake the shirt off adds another layer to it the eating with the hands does add another layer to it i don't know how accessible utensils were in this in this little kitchenette space um well it's a kitchen so one would hope Fairly, you would yeah. assume, right? Public, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. But and like, it's like a, a dorm kid. It's, it's not like he's like in his own apartment. You got to assume there's like a package of plastic forks there, <laughs> probably to eat from. 
uh, it's, it's hard for me to judge people who are at their low point. You know what I mean? Like that's a tough spot. It's easy for me to judge Josh because this is a television program where we are, <laughs> these are fake people, but man, a real person who is really struggling in college, you know, you, this narrative that you don't know he's struggling. Maybe he's having a great, if you, wait a minute. If you are eating a sheet cake <laughs> shirtless good. with your hands, you're struggling. I'm sorry. But <laughs> you're struggling. And I want to support you in that struggle. I really do because I think you, you like need it and I want to help. Um, what time of day was this, Tommy? Also, I have to. It, it was late. It was not like too late. I would say probably it was a nine o'clock round. Yeah, I think like poor Jimmy had probably gotten broken up with with his girlfriend of six <laughs> years uh, that day. I think he had just gotten a final bank, C minus. Yeah, really didn't t- ask the teacher for the. We didn't answers. ask the teacher fun. for the answers. <laughs> his friend group is like fighting. They all went someplace. Didn't invite him. He's like struggling, and lo and behold the sheet cake is on sale can't find a fork big stain on his shirt after someone threw up on him in the walmart parking lot just had to get out there i don't know i want i'm supporting jimmy in this situation i, I feel like is this another one of those peaks that per- adam's personal life that we're getting here or... <laughs> <laughs> uh i it's mean very specific uh, uh, it so. is yeah it is no th- i mean that none almost none of that has certainly happened to me <laughs> Um, I'll let you decide which uh, almost. That's gonna be Adam's post for next week. Like, yeah. pick one part of that story that you think is true. Was it that you got <laughs> thrown up on in a Walmart parking lot? It was very specific. I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait until you tell us that story because it sounds awful. <laughs> Speaking of getting thrown up in a Walmart parking lot. Speaking of that, uh, that happened to Adam, and <laughs> <laughs> and Rebecca agrees to the sheet cake thing, and Paula leaves, and then Rebecca immediately goes back to making those cake pops. Like she did not, I, I presumably Paula's going to get the cake, and she's fine with that, but she's not giving up on any part of her perfect normal wedding. Oh, I, one final thing at a wedding, and I'm not a big wedding guy, as as was stated previously. I do like the idea of having a non-traditional dessert at a wedding. It's like a lot of the weddings that I have been at or like been a part of the last couple like a year or so, they've done like big donut towers or they've done like um, one of them had like a a huge array of cupcakes and like stuff like that. How do we feel about weddings that don't have like a traditional, you know, multi-tiered wedding cake? I I like it. I'd be sad if there was no cake doesn't have to be only cake doesn't have to be a certain kind of cake but if there was no so you cake want the cake all, lindy wants the cake okay. i love cake well uh, certainly i'm not anti-cake by any means so. do cupcakes count as cake though because like you know like would that be your like your your cake for you i think so it's the same okay. thing just in a different form so then yeah. cake pops would also be fine ice cream cake yeah that's cake yeah that's all cake okay good so just no don't or no like no donuts other... or brownies cookies. I do love oh. brown. I oh, look. I love all desserts. Brownies <laughs> are my favorite dessert. I'll eat any dessert. I'm just saying. No, I'm you like... heard it here. She hates <laughs> all hates all desserts but cake. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I would be expecting cake, and so I'd be disappointed if there was no form of cake. But there could be. Look, do whatever you want. I'm just saying I love cake. Okay. If you don't have cake at your wedding, Lindy is not interested in. Being <laughs> She's invited, not coming. What I'm hearing. Generally speaking, like, like the whole multi-tiered wedding cake, like 
I tend to like most of the ones I've been to, like the groom's cake tends to be more the type of cake that I actually uh, like uh, most of the time. Like whatever they go, the groom's cake is usually my enjoy more than most of the, like the full blown wedding cakes. That's usually the type of cake that I enjoy. Yeah. So. What? Sorry, what? The the, uh, the groom's the cake? There's multiple cakes. Yeah, I've been in like lots of weddings where there's like the the big the big uh, you know multi tiered cake with the little couple on top, but then there's also a separate cake that for the groom where the groom is just oh. like pick the type of like their favorite flavor or whatever. So it's not like the big production; it's just like a little simple cake. Yeah, I've been I've been to several okay. weddings, like a separate groom's cake, which uh, I believe in. And still, Magnolia's it was the bleeding armadillo cake was the groom's cake. Uh, so they went seeing still Magnolia's. A reference yeah. and a type of cake that I'm unfamiliar with. So, hope <laughs> for two for me on that front. Yeah. Well, we will move on to a scene that uh, Todd's not going to enjoy, but we're going to talk I about will. it. Me and Adam are going to enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe Tommy, not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathaniel walks into the office. He is looking real bad. He is sick and he looks it. And everyone that he walks by is concerned. But no one's saying anything directly to him. He goes in his office and Paula and Maya enter the room. And (laughs) they're like, you look really sick. And he asks them if you're supposed to wash kale before you put it in a smoothie. (laughs) Does this mean that he washed everything else but not the kale? (laughs) He's asking for a friend. This wasn't him. He was <laughs> maybe he got like he got like the bags of, of things. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you have the bags, they're usually pre-washed. That's what I say. He's got bags of everything else except the kale. The kale he got unbagged. Maybe that's okay. Why. That could be it. Anyway, <laughs> apparently that was the problem. And Paula says, "Like, go home. You're sick." And Nathaniel says, "Like, I don't believe in sick." My dad, he goes on this whole thing about what his dad said about, like, I don't know. I love it so much. It's like, a uh, if if you're not feeling good, just walk it off. Unless you lose a leg, then you limp it off. And if you lose both legs, then here's a quarter. Thank you for this service. (laughs) And Paula's response, it's like, it's so weird. We have nothing in common, yet we have the same father. <laughs> Look, it's the way that she delivers that line is honestly brilliant. Like, it is such a good delivery. It is so funny. Like, I love we that. have nothing in common, and yet we have the same father. <laughs> I love that exchange. The whole exchange just cracks me up. And Nathaniel starts telling them to leave the room, and... He starts yelling, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they start grimacing. And um, <laughs> bad things are happening. It's not going well for Nathaniel here. <laughs> and Paula's like, is it still happening? <laughs> Nathaniel's like, yes. <laughs> and keeps going. And... Um, you know, Paul is like, all right, you did it. So when it's all over, I will roll you out of here. <laughs> I also love the way she says that. And then uh, <laughs> this is so great. Maya's like, it was me. I pooped my pants in this enclosed office. And I love that no one talked about it. Like, they didn't never said poop your pants until Maya comes in here. It's so good. 
<laughs> oh my god. This it's is so such funny. a good scene. It's really funny. <laughs> so funny. Just Paula and Maya's reactions, like their faces the whole time, like what Paula is saying, like she's trying to help. She's like, all right, you did it. Like <laughs> I'm going to roll you out of here. And Nathaniel's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it starts happening. It's so funny. Now, I, I just want to like, like to, to be clear, like, this sort of humor doesn't mean that I automatically hate it. It's just, it's very rare for this sort of humor to be anything that actually makes me laugh. Like, it's like, you're starting at a deficit. You have to like, have like a, almost a perfectly crafted scene in order for this sort of humor to make me laugh. And this is like definitely higher tier, this sort of humor uh, because the performances largely like Nathaniel during this whole scene is just like his acting of the whole, no, 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 that is great. Maya jumping in with the line. That's great. I, I hate that we have to go there, but I, it's, it's weird. Like there are certain parts of like every, like never, he like starts to wheel himself out. Never like making like the disgusting faces. That doesn't work for me. That's like a like a step too far. It's it's weird. Like I can't I can't explain why sometimes it works for me. Some why sometimes it doesn't. I still wish we didn't have this scene in general. Uh, I would prefer to avoid this type of humor in general. But uh, in terms of this type of humor, this is a well executed example of this type of humor. I think it all works. I think it's so funny. <laughs> Nathaniel like rolls himself yeah. out of his office. It's <laughs> like one of my favorite parts. He's just like slowly rolls. He just rolls across the whole thing. He's like, "There's nothing to see here." Go back to work. <laughs> yeah, it all works for me so well. Yeah, I feel like that from him willing himself up. That's the part that doesn't work for me as much. But the scene inside, a uh, whenever it's first happening to him, and their reactions and their discussion and everything, that all works for me. But once he starts willing himself, for whatever reason, that uh, not a fan of that part. But I, 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 you know, understand why other people find it funny. Tommy, where are you at with this scene? I think I lean a little more on Todd's side of like, I definitely like the Maya part of it cracked me up. Uh, but the actual, like, I feel like there's other things you could have, you could have got the same reaction. I feel like without it being so intense, like, I don't know. It, 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 again, it didn't bother me too much. Like I would probably be a, like a middle ground on this of like, yeah, it was there. I get why it was there. And, uh, but it definitely made me feel a little uncomfy at times. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I get embarrassed for people. So I'm like, Oh man, Nathaniel, like this is pretty bad. <laughs> Well, it also makes him more human. Like, he has been so, like, strict and so uptight and mean to people. And this is just, like, the most embarrassing thing to happen to him at the office in front of all of these employees. And here we go. Yeah, but it didn't even happen to him. It was Maya. We heard her say it. So, you know. <laughs> with Maya lie. With, with sweet little Maya lie. But that's that a good point. This is a very humanizing episode for Nathaniel on, on a few levels. So then we see a scene of Josh and that woman, Sarah, in the gym. And she asks if he's okay. He says, you know, I'm a little bummed. Like, Rebecca didn't like most of my ideas for the wedding. And he says he's starting to feel like he's going to show up at someone else's wedding. And, you know, she asks him, like, what do you really want? And he shows her a picture of something. And she says, it looks awesome. Like, go for it. And he's like, thanks. You're so chill. 
She said it way too soon. Okay, she didn't even have time to look at that photo. She didn't care. This is, I don't remember Sarah, so my canon now is she's trying to break them up. She's also a crazy uh, ex-girlfriend, maybe. that's She's trying to get it together with Josh. I don't know, but she looked at it for two seconds, didn't even get time to look at her his ideas. She didn't care what his ideas were. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I missed that whole subplot of, <laughs> of the Sarah. <laughs> I just think in. this is so random. Like... This person we've never met before, Josh is telling her about, you know, oh, like, I feel I'm upset. Like, Rebecca doesn't like my ideas. Like, does she know who Rebecca is? Like, <laughs> I just feel like in this situation, it would normally be like he would be talking to Father Pra about this. Also, is this like the parent of one of the kids that Josh is coaching? Is that what we're led to believe here? No, I think she's just like another she's like, just... volunteer. She's just another person helping out with the, the basketball stuff. Okay, I don't know if we because she's wearing like the same sort of shirt that he and Father Brawl were wearing, and the, all the kids were wearing. It's, it's like, like also on all... the staff. Okay, is this yeah. also when we learned that Josh was dunking on? <laughs> no, that was earlier. That was never. She was giving him crap about how a uh, he's good with the kids, but not so much with the basketball. That's never mm -hmm. found out that he was dunking on the little kid. I'm five eight, bra. You know, <laughs> which is the best part about working at like summer camps and things is being really good at sports over the little kids that are like, you had to forget the fact that like clearly you would be better, but you're like, man, I really kicked their butt in basketball today. If you're Win looking for, for you. an ego. Boost, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. And crushing the, the dreams of small children is the way to go. Apparently. Unless you're Rebecca and then working at a summer camp is very demoralizing and heartbreaking in a lot of ways. <laughs> There's only two ways it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we go back to Nathaniel at the office. He is wearing uh, a weird suit that's clearly not his. Turns out Daryl gave it to him to drive home in, but he's still here. He didn't leave. And they have some sort of meeting coming up and Daryl's like, you're not ready for a meeting. And Jim and Tim are there too. They're like, you know, take a nap. You can join us later. And Nathaniel says, I don't nap. I'm a man. <laughs> First of all, everyone should nap. Naps are amazing. And Daryl agrees. He's like, naps are manly. Like, bears nap for months at a time. What's more manly than a bear? A <laughs> lion. Daniel says, a lion? <laughs> yeah. And Daryl's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also like, is never, and Nathaniel's like, I don't nap. I'm a man. My father always said, you know, naps are for what? Toddlers. And the elderly, the elderly and uh, weaklings. And I think Jim's like, your father was saying for everything? And it seems like his father did. Because he's had lots of things from his dad throughout his few appearances on the show. He really just repeats his dad dad's opinion of everything. And they're like, your dad's not here. Like, you can take a nap like a man. And they lead him to the couch in his office. And then we get the first song in this episode, which is so late in the episode. We have not had a song yet. But here we are. This is called Man Nap. Tommy, what do you think of this one? It's fine for me. You know, like, uh, I, I think for me it's hard. Like, the whole manliness is never it's a trope that I enjoy in, in TV. Like, where it's like, you know, hey, guys, we're going to – it's not my thing. So, it's like, it took me out of it. But the, the rock and roll was fun. You know, the outfits were – I like their wigs and things. Uh, that was nice. Yeah, it, it's just okay. Like, it's it's fun. It's not bad, but it's not – it doesn't rise to a level of excellence of like other songs for me personally. Uh, at first, I didn't realize that Tim and Jim were the singers in the ways. Then I realized. 
<laughs> That's embarrassing. I should have known right away, but at first I was like, oh, who are these random people? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like the let me said, it's fine. It's an okay song. I, like the juxtaposition of them being all, oh, we're man, and then cuddle, cuddle time. You know, like the, the lyrics definitely not being macho at all, but them trying to be, you know, all uh, hair metal, glam rock, whatever. Uh, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's I didn't dislike it, but it's definitely not a uh, one of my favorites. I think it's also it's like really short, like barely uh, barely any time at all, and it's done. It felt kind of phoned in. Uh, I don't know. It's it's fine. I actually think the length is a plus for me. I think they like. I think that was the proper amount of time for this song that they allocated. Um, it also fell into the category of songs that like once they said something in the show, it was like okay there's going to be a song about this. Like the second Daryl says man nap. I'm like, okay, where's the song? Like, <laughs> like we're going to do it, which I actually, I like that actually like the telegraphing a little bit. I think that that was actually pretty good. You're like this um, is not an actual phrase in the human, in the yeah. English language, you know, yeah. so. no, no one's like saying this, but now that we're like man nap, like, okay, here comes the song. It's coming on. Um, and I, a little bit contrary to what you're saying, Tommy, I actually liked this more because it wasn't so like, masculinity or like manness it, it it didn't feel like there was this sort of like um you know over intensive like the sense of like manliness it was like like todd was saying the lyrics are much less that they're like laying on the couch together like tucking nathaniel in like it didn't feel like there was this you know overarching sense there sure but like the fact that this is how they had to convince nathaniel to take a nap it's more so like nap is a nap we don't need to put like a like a gender on it like it's like all people nap like it's like we had to convince him that like it's okay, buddy. Like you can still keep your manliness like that. It's more so my problems with Nathaniel and that like kind of idea. Uh, than the so you just don't like Nathaniel, which I'm all, I'm here for. That sounds good. <laughs> well, like that. Okay. That's fine. Um, I also but, will say napping wise, I am awful at taking naps. I, I am terrible at napping whenever I like find the time to nap, which is, it's not that often. I'll like sleep for seven hours or I'll like never be able to fall asleep. It takes me like an hour to fall asleep. And then it's just, so I'm awful at napping. I wish I could do it more. Yeah. Uh, my problem is like, I'll take a nap and then I'll wake up and I actually feel worse than I did before I nap. Sometimes like I, like I won't sleep long enough. I'll like wake up and not have like finished the, the right amount of circadian rhythm or whatever, you know, you need to get like your full, full REM sleep to, to feel rested. Like half the time I, I'll try to take a nap and then I'll wake up and I'll just feel even groggier and more out of it than beforehand. Now, if I can get like the, the right nap amount in, then it's wonderful. The uh, more than likely after we get done recording this episode, I will be uh, taking a nap uh, today because I uh, stayed up way too late last night playing in Dungeons and Dragons and then to get up early to watch this episode, to take notes, uh, for this, so I was very glad I didn't have to come up with a game this week because it would have been like the most a uh, rush put together thing ever. But yeah, naps may be happening uh, today, and we'll see if it actually works out for me. I love naps. I nap all the time. They're wonderful. I can nap anytime, anywhere. I'm not a napper. Listen, there's too much. There's not enough time in the during the day. I don't have time to nap. Just, you know, I got to be busy, busy, busy. Here's what you got to do. You got to wake up earlier so that you have time to nap. 
I wake up at the seven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty early. Hmm. Got I just never go to sleep. Then. <laughs> So do you not do you like are you like a six hour sleeper, Lindy? Like do you do you like shorten the sleeping at night to to throw some of that time during the day? Not on purpose. <laughs> Is there a follow up question? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like trying to to think this through. You're saying wake up earlier. I'm saying that's a tip. I'm not saying I do that because I don't need to. Because I can nap no matter what. Yeah, what a I feel like I feel like naps <laughs> naps are great whenever you need them, but I think like building your schedule so you nap uh, feels uh, counterproductive to me. I didn't say I do that. I'm saying you could do that if you were interested, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's an option. And you know what else is an option? Wines, because Heather shows up to Valencia's place and asks if she comes in. It can. She- <laughs> I'm just messing <laughs> up all over the place. <laughs> salami salami okay um heather asks valencia if she can come into her apartment and she's like i need wines do you have wines and heather comes in and she's talking about like rebecca she is like really stressed about the wedding and she starts talking about that but realizes like oh i probably shouldn't talk to you about this and valencia says actually it's fine like i'm over josh and good luck to Rebecca. And Heather says that, you know, Valencia seems out of it lately. And Valencia's explaining, like, I don't know what to do with my life now. Like, I don't miss Josh, but I plan this whole future around him. And now that that's not happening, like, I need to plan a future for myself and I have no idea what to do. And I think I love this from Valencia. And it makes sense. It's like she was with Josh for so long, thought they would be getting married and everything and that went away and now it's like what she's supposed to do she's been with josh since high school like you know she was living with him doing everything for their relationship and now that just suddenly went away so where's she gonna go yeah i mean she's planned their future couples halloween costumes and now what's she gonna do with those ideas I also like uh, yeah, Heather talked about because places like, you know, yoga's not even doing it for anymore. And I was like, yeah, I went to one of your class and basically the whole class was corpse pose. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, yeah. And Heather's like, this sounds really hard, but I came here because I was stressed. So wines? <laughs> Do people call wine wines? I don't think I've heard that. I think she just wants multiple wines. I think she just wants, you know. All the wine. setting it up, yeah. I do think it. people who don't drink wine could refer to like multiple bottles of wine as wines. Like I've heard, does my, drink wine. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not okay. I'm not like saying this is correct for Heather, but like I've I've definitely heard it. So then we go back to Rebecca's place. Patrick is there again, making some other delivery, and he picks something up that Rebecca had bought, and he's asking her what it is, and she doesn't even know. <laughs> and that's when she discovers that her dad RSVP'd no to the wedding. He said he was stuck on some construction site in Alaska, and he can't, you know, get a flight, can't make it, and Rebecca's obviously upset by this. You know, she's saying, normal things are not for me, like, and she's begging Patrick not to leave. She's like, I need someone to talk to. I mess things up. 
you know, you were right about my boss. It wasn't just chemistry. We kissed. And since then, I've been scrambling to make this wedding happen. But I'm not a normal person. Like, that's not me. But but you can help me. Yeah. And during this, a uh, like, you know, she's finally breaks down and confesses that one thing she says is, and nobody would ever talk to me if they found out that I kissed Nathaniel, which is such a, you know, you know huge, you know, like exaggeration uh, of what would actually happen if, if people found out that she kissed Nathaniel. I mean, yeah, she and Josh might break up, might all be over, but Paula's not going to abandon her because she kissed another guy. Heather's not going to abandon her. No, none of these other things. Like, it's not going to be the end of her world and the end of her relationships with everyone. But she has, like, worked herself up into, I've done this horrible thing and everyone will be so disappointed in me that no one will ever talk to me again because this awful thing that I did, kissing this guy I'm not engaged to one time. Uh, and it's just like Rebecca doing that thing where she's just is spiraling out of control and letting her negative thoughts control everything. And it's like, it's like sadly a really relatable thing for those of us who do have anxiety. <laughs> you know, it's uh, that thing where you take this thing that, and in your head, it becomes 10 million times worse than it actually is in reality. But you can't help yourself. You can't help yourself thinking, oh no, I, I said this thing to this person and our friendship is ruined whenever they didn't even think anything about it. But in your head, this thing has happened. And so this is like really relatable to me on, on some level that a, Rebecca has like spiraled uh, thinking that this mistake, which is, you know, a mistake, but thinking the consequences of it are going to be so much worse than what the conse consequences actually would be. Well, and I think it's, the, I agree, Todd, and I think even bigger picture, like, I think it's a kiss, but I also think it's, like, if she's not with Josh, does everyone leave? Because it's, like, I think there's a part of her that believes, like, everyone's just here, like, you know, like, it's, like, Paula became so involved to get her with Josh and all this other stuff, and so it's, like, if this kiss happened, if she's, if Josh breaks up with her, is it all over, you know? I think that is, like, a part of it as well. And as we said, like, Rebecca wants to be normal, she wants to know that, you know, she's okay. And so we get the second song of this episode, Tell Me I'm Okay, Patrick. Adam, what are your thoughts on this one? I really, really love this song. Um, it's hard for me to, like, put into words what I, like, um, can relate this song to, but it just feels like the, the, the very traditional musical song. And it felt like there's a song like this in so many musicals. And I, my problem is that I don't have examples off the top of my head for how this song like makes me feel, but it like, it was so predictable and how it went, like the chord structures, um, they use like a lot of secondary dominance to like lead you exactly where you like your brain wants it to go. And it, you know, the, the image of her on the piano of, of Patrick on the piano was very funny. Uh, they had the box lid playing the piano, um, I'm not going to dock a point off of that because it's not an actual person. That is not people playing <laughs> instruments, just a box lid. Um, but I how really love this Patrick song. Patrick and Rebecca playing the piano? Uh, were they actually playing the piano? Uh, they didn't show the hands, so I was like not devastated. If, you know, I just don't want to see you incorrectly play it. That's my problem. Um, you know, if you're strumming guitar, like at least pretend like you're strumming guitar. Um, no, but I really loved this song. It just felt so musical to me that it was like so clear that the you know whoever wrote this like 
loves musicals and like the culture of that. So I really loved it. This is this is a really really good song. Yeah, I think it's uh like talking about like it, it felt very Sondheim torch song style. Like, like I said, like I can't like off the top of my head, like having trouble like finding a song that really sounds just like it. But like like as soon as you start hearing, it, like oh yeah, no, I've I've seen this in shows before. I've seen I know exactly what type of the song is where it's going. Um, I like the song. Uh, it's not one of my favorites necessarily, but uh, I do enjoy it. Uh, I think one of my favorite lines in it is. Uh, I know your occupation is not gentle validation. I don't know that line. I, I really like that. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a fun song and uh, the visuals are great. Just like the cutting to the real world and cutting back and suddenly Patrick's on top of the piano and he's just looking very confused, but then he gets into it and kind of like moves around and then it cuts away the real world and cuts back and they're both on top of the piano and he looks even more confused. Yeah. Poor Pat Patrick's uh, role in most of this is just to, look confused then you have that little break in the middle where it like goes from the song to her just actually just like ranting at him wanting the manual about normalcy which is like showing her you know at the her her rope is fraying and she is in trouble and she needs help desperately uh, i think it's all really well done uh, it's not going to be like a, a perfect score from me but i do enjoy the song quite a bit yeah, I also really like the song. Um, I agree with you guys. There's some song I, I was trying to think of, like, it's so sim uh, familiar to me of, like, maybe, like, a Sweeney Todd or a Phantom of the Opera. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get sometimes with it. But I really like it. Uh, and, like, with Patrick, I don't know. I feel like at this point, even before this song, he kind of did it to himself because you should have asked for a different route or something at this point. Like this, <laughs> this lady has been like telling you all her stories, you know, like this is, this is like one of those, this could have went dark. It could have went true crimes. Patrick, get out, get out sooner than this song. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, Patrick, you can, you can drop stuff up at the doorway. Do not enter the house. Never enter the house. That's probably a, yeah, a good uh, <laughs> thing to do in general. That's a good, yeah, that's a good rule for any delivery driver. Don't enter the house for like a million reasons. Yeah. But I also. Or the gate. Well, wait, you should enter the gate. <laughs> yeah, please enter the gate. Enter well, the gate, but not in the. What if it's like a really big, like, like what if it's a washing machine? Then they got to enter the house to like bring it into the space and then they leave. I feel like we're now talking about different things like, because mm -hmm. someone coming to install a washing machine, I don't view in the same context as like someone coming to deliver. Well, sometimes they just bring it into do because it's so, I'm just, it may not. Okay. Washing machine wasn't a good example, but something that's like really huge. Sometimes they'll bring it in. I've had that happen to me. Well, uh, should what, I dox this delivery? Should, the, should I go and message FedEx and be like, excuse me, your delivery guy came into my apartment? I guess it like, oh. depends on the thing. How big was the thing? I think is like the the clarifying. Like I think washing machine size. Like it was like a pretty pretty hefty package, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that if the person enters your house to help move this gigantic thing in that you can't get it on your own, that that's a bad thing. I was saying that for their safety and yours, typically speaking, if you are delivering a small package, you can just hand them at the door. Just hand it to them at the door. Don't yeah. go in. Yeah, I'll write a formally uh, written letter to the FedEx now, and <laughs> we'll bust them. Don't you worry, guys. 
I think you're taking the wrong lesson from this, Tommy. I oh. got it loud and clear, baby. Yeah, that's wrong lesson, Tommy. That's what they. Wrong lesson, Tommy. Was I also the only one that wanted? Sorry, Lindy had probably a really good transition there. And I, I mean, had like one final thing to say. I'm. No so one sorry. has let me talk about the song yet. Oh, Mine please is talk about the song, please. <laughs> I was about to go, and Adam's like, one more thing. Anyway, um. I, I really like this song. I think the style is great. I didn't know specifically what type of, you know, musical this was supposed to be like, but I just, on its own, I really like the style. I love the humor in it. Uh, the funny, I love the rhymes that they do sometimes. Like we talked about the, like, let's contortion it last week, I think. And this one is like, you don't have an agenda. That's why I need you to lend a hand, Patrick. <laughs> Yeah, that's the line that feels the most Sondheim to me. That line mm -hmm. right there feels very, very Stephen Sondheim. The the internal rhyme kind of split up in a weird rhythm. Uh, yeah, it feels very, very Sondheim. That's one of my other favorite lines. And I love how she's like, I'm only 43% sure <laughs> that I'm okay. Like, <laughs> that is such a weird percentage. Like, either you're okay or you're not. And you would be, like, pretty sure or pretty unsure. But 43%, like... <laughs> What does that mean? And, you know, forget the O, even just K would suffice. So I love this song. Adam, what were you going to add about it? Oh, um, I almost forgot there for a moment. I wanted Patrick to sing. <laughs> that was the only thing that I was like slightly missing from this. Uh, I really wanted Patrick to start singing. I think that would have been really cool. But I thought that was interesting. I feel like most of the time when someone's on the show, like a guest star, all the regular stars like they are good singers and they contribute to the songs and i thought that was interesting that he did not yeah i don't know if seth green is much of a singer i don't know if i've ever really heard him sing in anything I don't think he is. but i think it definitely i understand what you're saying adam but i also think it feels very uh, true to the situation for patrick not to contribute at all yeah because it's just rebecca spewing out all of her hopes and fears and her need for help and Patrick cannot give that to her. Patrick cannot help. So if Patrick did start to sing, it would kind of muddy the message of the song and the situation a little bit, I think. What about the boxlets? What if the boxlets started giving some like coarse har harmonies in the background? Like, ooh, ah, uh, you know? That would have been good. That'd be yeah. a different song. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the show changes direction dramatically here at the end of season two. I mean, you already have the box lid playing the piano. The box lid suddenly singing. Yeah, sorry, that's too wild for you. Yeah. I, I think that would have been funny if, if the box lid that was playing piano was like the backup singers uh, for her her song. But uh, So the song ends and Rebecca falls asleep on the couch with Patrick there. And this is where I was thinking, like, this is a random delivery guy. And you're just falling asleep in your house with him there. Like, okay. But Patrick's you know a respectable person like he covers her up with one of the wedding dresses and he like tiptoes out so she won't wake up well i think calling him a rant i think we find out later that like, he's not necessarily a totally random a uh, delivery driver he apparently has connections to paula somehow i don't know if he's like the regular delivery driver out white feather and that's why she feels so a uh you know fine at confiding in him i don't know but i think but at this point i think yeah, uh, Rebecca feels like Patrick is not just some random delivery. He's a friend. 
And then we cut right to Nathaniel sleeping on his couch. I love this little parallel of Rebecca sleeping on her couch right to Nathaniel sleeping on his couch. And of course, that is when Nathaniel's father walks into the office. He happens to be visiting this one time that Nathaniel's finally given in and taken a nap. And Paula's like, oh, Mr. Plimpton, like <laughs> trying to say it so loudly. <laughs> but like Nathaniel's not going to hear that. And, you know, Paula and Daryl are following him. And Nathaniel's dad walks up to his office and sees him sleeping. And Nathaniel quickly stands up and his dad is like, are you suddenly a baby? Are you feeling tie-tie? Yeah. And Nathaniel says, like, I was sick, but I feel better now after the nap. Like, the nap really worked. He is looking better. And his dad is like, what is this suit? You look like an unsuccessful oil tycoon. Also, one of my favorite lines of the episode. I was like, <laughs> it was like a weirdly accurate insult, too, right? Like he, it was like it was very spot on. Yes, it felt very accurate. But then I was like, what is an unsuccessful tycoon? Like, it, aren't those ox? Isn't that an oxymoron? I also like when you think about it as like this is Daryl's suit, and so it's like poor <laughs> Daryl, the unsuccessful oil tycoon. Oh. And Nathaniel's dad tells him, like, we'll discuss this later when I can safely breathe through my nose. <laughs> it must still smell terrible in there. And, like, it's going to smell bad in there for a while. For a while. I mean, you really. Uh, Better get why? some of Valencia's candles or something in that <laughs> <Yeah>. room. <laughs> Gotta open the window, get those candles. Um, and Nathaniel's dad walks out and like Paula and Daryl and Maya are standing outside the door. They look like they look really bad for him. And Nathaniel's like, don't pity me. I pity you. And he throws the pillow at the door. And then Valencia and Heather show up at Rebecca's place. And Valencia's like, did you murder a wedding? Like, her apartment has looked like this for, I guess, a few days now, probably. And there's still stuff just everywhere. It's a mess. And Rebecca's like, this is a fiasco. I give up. If you guys want any of this stuff, just take it. I'm going to go to bed because that's the one thing I'm good at. And Heather tries to sit on the on the chair made of sticks. But she's like, Ow. I feel like that she like immediately recoils back as though <laughs> that's not not an okay place to sit. Uh, the one line I do have to call out here, it's just like a throwaway line that like, <laughs> impacts nothing. But like Heather's first line when she enters in here, she's just like, drinking in the daytime is fun. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it is, Heather. <laughs> I love Heather a lot. As do we all. And then we go back to the office. Rebecca is sitting in the kitchen and Nathaniel is also at a different table with Maya. And he asks what Rebecca is doing here. And Rebecca says, like, I'm giving up. I'm going to move the date back. Like, maybe then my mom can help and my dad can actually come. And Maya's like in the middle of them. And she's like, do you want to sit at the same table? <laughs> they totally ignore her. Um, and Nathaniel's like, your father's not coming to your wedding? 
And Rebecca explains, like, oh, he's, like, in Alaska. He can't get on a flight. And she's like, now that I say that out loud, he just doesn't want to come. And it's so sad. Yeah, so do you think that's really... Because she's like, now that I said that, I realize that's a lie. And so do you think it's really a lie? Or do you think he really is, like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere and it's really hard for him to get a flight with such short notice? It's kind of unclear because Nathaniel sends like a private plane to get him later in the episode. So it's like maybe he really couldn't get flights. So he needed the private one. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's one of those things that Rebecca says it like it's, oh, it's the most obvious thing in the world. It's a lie. But it's hard to tell. If it's like, oh, she's just realizing it's a lie. Kind of like she realized about what happened between her mom and dad whenever she had the Dream Ghost episode. Or if it's just, oh, Rebecca is so programmed to think that everything is awful that she is assuming that he's lying and doesn't really want to be there. I mean, I, to, to be clear, I don't think that he's going to go out of his way to try to get to her wedding because her dad is kind of demonstrably like not a great guy. But it just for her to go, now I say out loud, obviously that's a lie. Like I don't know that obviously it's a lie that he can't get there, but I do think that you know, he might not have tried as hard as he could have to get yeah. there. I think it's definitely a little bit of Rebecca, like projecting her like own feelings and just assuming. But I also feel like, like you just said, I feel like the dad was not putting that much effort in. Like it was probably like looked up one flight and was like, Oh, can't do it. We're out. Like that kind of thing. And then then Maya. Maya is so funny and so unhelpful in this moment. She's like, my father and I email each other Westworld theories every Monday. (laughs) This is one of those read the room situations. Maya read the room. You've just seen Nathaniel get yelled at by his dad. Rebecca's talking about how awful her dad is. They don't need to hear how great you and your dad's relationship is. Unless she thinks that them emailing Westworld theories is a horrible thing. Uh, maybe, maybe she doesn't enjoy it. I don't know. But it's really like, uh, definitely read the room situation. So then Valencia walks in. I don't think we've, have we ever seen her at the office here? Not that I can recall. Yeah, this because... felt, it felt so different. Like, oh, Valencia's here. I mean, maybe once during like the whole hot showers incident, she was in the office at one oh, point where they're pitching the pitching the thing. I think they were there one time for that. But in terms of just like dropping by to be friendly, definitely not. So she shows up with this giant wedding binder. This was her plans for her wedding. It's got, you know, a table of contacts and contents and index updated vendor cards and she's going to give it to rebecca to help with her wedding and rebecca tries to take it from her but valencia will not let go she's like you have to pull hard because this is hard for me um but she can't do it she's like you're gonna mess it up so i'll do it i'll plan you the wedding of my dreams And she says, like, you need a wedding planner, like in the movies, with a headset and the black pantsuit. I would totally crush that look. And Maya's like, oh my gosh, she she so would. (laughs) Uh, Admittedly, I think she, like, would crush that look. I am fully in in support of that. Um, This was a twist that I, like, certainly did not see coming on on a first watch through of, like, Valencia being the one to plan Rebecca and Josh's wedding. Um, wild. I can't believe that she would like even want to do that. Well, she says it's not for Rebecca. It's for the institution of weddings. So is Valencia more pro weddings than Tommy is the question. 
Sounds like she might be. Valencia is willing to plan the wedding of basically her arch nemesis and her ex-boyfriend. Would you do that, Tommy? Yeah, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Confidently, I will plan. You know what? I'll plan all three of your weddings. Uh, It's said right here. (laughs) We're not your nemesis. (laughs) I say, which are we? Are we like your ex or your (laughs) Sorry, those are two separate thoughts of like, I will plan that. But then to top it, I will even go further. Mm-hmm. And plan all three of your will, Tommy will track down shirtless sheet cake guy. Yeah. And plan That's his nemesis. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I hope that. And you'll be nice at the wedding. wedding. No sheet cakes. <laughs> no sheet cakes. Cake Not pops. even the Costco <laughs> sheet cake. Pops. <laughs> cake oh pops, you don't need utensils. Yeah, because you can you use go. his hands. <laughs> Well, this is yeah, great. I can't somewhere. wait for Tommy to plan all of our weddings. That'll be fun. And so Josh walks into Rebecca's place in his green tux and he's like, I'm going to wear this. And he is so shocked to see Valencia sitting at the counter like planning the wedding. She's like, Rebecca is taking a bath and doing a moisturizing treatment. You look like the guest of honor at a park ranger gala. Accurate, very accurate statement. That was so funny. <laughs> he looks ridiculous in this in this green suit. And Rebecca walks out from the bathroom, and Josh is just like speechless. And Rebecca's like, "I finally asked for help." And Valencia starts, you know, talking about plans. She's like, "That tux goes in the garbage." This has just been a whole whirlwind for Josh. And Rebecca's like, "Sorry." I will say. Josh's face as they're talking about this, he's got like a, <laughs> a like a like a open mouth, like <laughs> his eyes are just like wide. <laughs> it's really, really funny. He does like a really good job here. Uh that face is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And also I do have some sympathy for Josh in this moment. Especially whenever he like reaches for something to eat and then Valencia like slaps his hand away. Uh, telling him that she knows what you know gluten does to his face or something like that it's just like he's already feeling like he's not a part of the the wedding planning which you know for good or ill what's driving it you know but then to come in and see his ex who has like has this long and storied history with of her controlling everything in his life. And one of the biggest things, like biggest hurdles in the relationship, one of the things that kind of led to him getting away is like she was controlling everything and she never respected him. And now to have her there and controlling him and not respecting him for his own, what's supposed to be one of the, like, the happiest days of his life. I mean, that's got to suck. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, Liz is the only one that's going to be able to pull this thing together. But the fact that she hates Josh is like very apparent in this moment. And, you know, as much as I give Josh crap and I don't think he handles things well and they definitely should not be getting married, I have to feel bad for him in this moment to walk in and realize that this is what his wedding is going to be with Valencia there just being, you know, absolutely horrible to him the entire time. It's going to be, it's going to be rough. 
And then we see back at the office, Patrick is delivering a package to Paula. Turns out, you know, he called Paula, thought she'd want to know about what's going on with Rebecca. And she said she did. Like, now I know both her parents are letting her down. I didn't read this as, like, Patrick usually delivers stuff. I just thought he, like, heard about Paula from Rebecca and then, like, reached out to her. But I don't know. It's not very clear. Not very clear. I think just like the one line that he, he's like, I thought you don't know. It's like, you know, I always want to know. It sounded like there had been like more, more history there than just a uh, him knowing her, reaching out to her. Because how would he have like known Paula's contact information? I guess otherwise, he anyway. could have pulled a Paula and looked it up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Pat Patrick seems like the type. Uh, I don't know. We don't know. I that didn't, much I didn't question any of the logic, honestly. In I the didn't whole, either. In the Patrick of it all, like it's you know whatever. I assume that Rebecca has told Patrick every little part of her life story at this point. So it's like Patrick knowing anything is not surprising to me. Exactly. And turns out this is a box for Rebecca. It's from her mother. And so Paula brings it over to her. She starts opening it. She's like, what is this? Turns out it's a wedding dress. And Rebecca says, like, it's perfect. But I don't understand how this happened. And Paula's just like, hmm. <laughs> and then we see a flashback to paula on the phone i wrote down everything she said because it was so great she says you useless piece of crap that calls yourself a mother your daughter calls you to beg you for help and you refuse her after a lifetime of treating her like a dog with scurvy no you shut up naomi you get your ass to the most expensive bridal boutique you can find right now pull out your credit card and get something in a size six that is beautiful and magical and will make everyone cry you horrendous excuse for a person you do it today and you send it overnight i love that no you shut up naomi i love that <laughs> that's like probably my favorite favorite little bit of the the whole thing although like training her like a dog with scurvy was also a a nice touch Yes, I can't Paula. believe this worked. That's to me, that's like the most shocking part of all of this because we've like seen Naomi. <laughs> She's like not backing down, but like, I don't know. This worked from Paula. I think Paula was just like Paula was she, done. Yeah. She she was serious, and Naomi could tell. And my okay, that was all amazing. And then my favorite part is it cuts back to Paula with Rebecca, and she's like, sometimes moms just come through. <laughs> Yep. And of course, Paula, Paula's the mom in this situation. Paula's the mom that came through. Paula is the Rebecca's surrogate mom. You know, the, the caring mom that she never had. So, yeah. She I love does that this mom. little shrug. She's just like, hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Knowing about all her yelling. You shut up, Naomi! But I love this from Paula. It's like, she doesn't tell Rebecca this because she wants her to think like her mother is supporting her and helping her and getting her this wedding dress. And it's really sad that that's what it took for this to happen. But it just shows how much Paula cares about Rebecca. So we cut to Rebecca. She's wearing the dress. It's beautiful. Paula and Valencia and Heather are all looking at it. And Heather says, it's disturbing how normal you look in that dress. <laughs> And Rebecca is so excited about this compliment. I know. She's focused more on the normal than on the disturbing part. Uh, that's... Like, that's not really a nice comment. But Rebecca is like, oh my gosh, yay. And Valencia is getting them ready. There's They're doing like a bridal shower. And uh, Heather's asking Valencia if it'll be weird to see your never-in-laws. 
I love that. And Valencia says, like, I'm a professional. Also, they kind of treated me like ass. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, true. I was completely accurate. Yeah. And she's got this tray of baby mason jars with drinks in them. Super cute. Agreed. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, regular mason jars, whoa, would have been too big. Little baby ones. Love them. And people are showing up for the bridal shower. And Rebecca, you know, is in a different dress for this. And she looks at everyone gathering and she smiles. Yeah, and as she's looking at everyone, there's a pan across, like, the little goodie bag, gift bags that have everyone's names on them uh, really neatly on there. And there's a bag for Karen, but Karen is not part of the group that we see arriving for the, the party. Now, maybe she'll come later. She probably has, like, an Angelique party that she's doing right now and has to show up late for the party. But I was like, I'm not surprised to see Karen's name actually on a bag. I was surprised to see that there's actually something for Karen and then her not show up is a little sad. And then we have the last full scene of the episode. We go back to the office. Uh, Rebecca's there and Nathaniel comes in and says, that zoning motion you just turned in, are you serious? Daryl and I need to see you in his office ASAP. Rebecca's like, what? <laughs> so confused. And then, then she says, usually when someone poops their pants, they gain a little bit of humility. <laughs> That's a really good line. <laughs> um, and then they walk out of the room and Rebecca's dad is there. Like, huge shocker for her. And, you know, someone set a, sent a private plane. And obviously that was Nathaniel. So she turns to him and he's like, it barely gets used. And Rebecca's like, you're really here. And she hugs her dad. And then she goes back and hugs Nathaniel and says, thank you. And he kind of clears his throat like he's a little uncomfortable. But he's done something so nice for her. And she's like, why would you do this? And he says, because I know what it's like to care about your dad and what he thinks, even if you wish you didn't. And she says, thank you. And it's a really genuine, like, thank you. Like, this means so much to me and you know that. So thank you. She hugs her dad again. And Daryl is standing there and he's like, it reminds me of Marley and me. What? <laughs> Where you're the, you're the dog and you're the owner. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. I come down two ways on this scene, I think. I love the emotion that Rebecca has in like the hug with her dad. I love the emotion of like her hug with Nathaniel. People are coming through to help Rebecca in this time when she desperately needs help. I love that. My problem is that there's like and I don't know how they would ever do this in a way that's like even remotely realistic, but like Rebecca's dad lied about the situation and like, didn't want to come to the wedding. And like, now he's here, like, because he got this, you know, whatever uh, private jet ride. I I don't know. Like there's like a little bit more nuance there that I think like should be addressed and, and could potentially be addressed next episode. I haven't watched it yet, but um, there's like, well, I think there's like two parts of this. Well, we don't know what Nathaniel said to him. It could have been a Paula situation on the phone. You get your ass on that plane. You are coming to support your daughter or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe and not. Again, but... yeah, and again, we don't necessarily know that her dad lied either. Like Rebecca assumed that her dad lied, but we don't know for sure like all the situations. And yeah, I mean, it was like the, the stinger of an episode, the very end of the episode. And uh, definitely there will be room to explore it. A, uh, next time and i really like the 
uh, Nathaniel and Rebecca bonding over daddy issues. I mean, that's the kind of like they both have have that in common. They're both like high intelligent people who are trying to prove themselves and get the approval of a parent who is distant. And so I kind of like saying that, okay, these are the things that they kind of have in common. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. Aspect. I really, I really like this. I, it was so touching to me how throughout this episode, everyone is helping Rebecca. Like clearly she means a lot to them and they want like this to go well for her, even though it's fast, even though she's trying to do all this planning, that's just so overwhelming. Like they really want this to be a good experience. And, you know, Nathaniel flies in her dad. That's a huge deal. Paula gets her mom to buy a wedding dress. That was a lot. You know, Valencia's going to plan this whole wedding. Like, I just love how supportive everyone is. All right. Then we have the ending scene of this episode, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, Valencia is showing Josh and Rebecca. She's pressing live on their wedding website. And there's this really beautiful picture of them. And then we see someone else looking at this wedding website. And guess what? It's Trent! Trent! Trent? Trent? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what he says? He says, over my dead body. And that's the episode! (laughs) That is the episode! Season 2, episode 12 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We did it in a tight two hours, so nothing crazy there. This was a good one, as we're like ramping up to the finale of season 2. Very big penultimate energy here. As we are going to the wedding of Josh and Rebecca. Craziness. Madness. Mayhem. Trent? Trent? (laughs) Trent? Um, But we are not done here today. We still have a couple things to do. The first of which is to go to Lindy's Game Corner. (gasps) It's Lindy's Game Corner. She's coming to stop us. Did I change the music for Lindy's Game Corner? Please tell me you changed it because I I want my own jingle. I made this quiz, okay? Okay. Well, uh, do you want to make the jingle for it? No. I I can put it in. It's so easy for me to put in a jingle that you make. It's just just drag and drop there. Um, Whatever you want to send me there is fine. I'll put it in. Don't even worry about it. Um, But we're here in Lindy's Game Corner. Last week, still in Todd's Game Corner. the uh we were not able to defeat the quiz we got two out of five not able to beat it so todd did uh did stump us what else is new right i mean todd stumping us on a quiz it just felt like you know ho-hum day to day but now here we are our first non-todd quiz of the podcast where it will be myself todd and tommy against whatever diabolical maniacal malicious crazy intense whatever other adjectives that lindy wants to use quiz that she has come up with so lindy what do you have for us today oh my gosh well first of all making a quiz not as easy as it sounds i have gained a whole new level of appreciation for what todd does here for us every single week he makes up a whole quiz i was like wow this is hard (laughs) So thank you, Todd, for always 
be having it be Todd's game corner before this because I could not do Lindy's game corner every week. I'll tell you that. So watch this episode and I was like, what is my quiz going to be about? What's it going to be about? And I was a little stressed about that. And finally, I decided I decided on an overall theme. And that theme is none other than TV. And I'll explain. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked. There I was say. a copious amount of TV in this episode. <laughs> in that I watched it on a TV. This whole episode is made of TV. Yes. For t- yeah, yeah. For uh, yeah. Okay. Prepositions. Okay. So we're doing a TV quiz. Who, yes. who could have guessed? TV Lindy. TV Lindy has <laughs> made a TV quiz. But I'll explain. Every question does relate to something that came up in the episode. Okay. okay. But it's okay. just that it's related to television. So every question has a different different focus here. Are you all ready? So what's our what's our format here? What are we looking at? Oh, okay. I've got I've got five questions. Um, because that way, you know, if you get at least three out of five, you'll win the quiz. And if you get less than that, you'll lose the quiz. Like we did last week. Okay. Okay. That's good. Just All three right. normal guys getting ready to take a quiz. Yeah. Just ready I believe in us. All right. Here we go. So uh, let's do it. I don't know if it's too hard or too easy or in the middle. I have no clue. So we're yeah. just going to see. I never have any clue either. I just like, I, I come with a quiz that, that makes me, you know, smile, laugh, whatever. And then, yeah, so you do you. So here we go. Question one. This question is about Seth Green because obviously he is in this episode. So Seth Green has appeared on some of my favorite TV shows. I mean, he guest starred in this episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. At one point, he was a regular on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So he's been in a lot of TV shows. What TV show has Seth Green not appeared on? And Here's the thing. I'm going to give you five options because there are three of you working together on this. You can sort out between five different choices, okay? Wow. I was just thinking that the quizzes were usually too easy, so I'm glad that was made hard. <laughs> okay, look, Adam is such a good guesser. I was like, <laughs> I want it to be a challenge, okay? Okay, this, yeah. This is, this well, is just, Lindy wins. Lindy makes Adam lose her quiz. That is Lindy's victory for the, this. Guys, season. I got this. Uh, can we have the answer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> See, Tommy, don't you wish they would just give you the answer? Yeah, so you're right. I see that. You're so Actually, close, Tommy. So close. I mean, technically, I'm going to say the answer, but I'm also going to say the non-answers. You're not going to know which is which, okay? All right. Which TV show has Seth Green not appeared on? A, The Facts of Life. B, That 70s Show. C, The Wonder Years. D, Will and Grace. E, Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's been on that 70s show. Uh, feels like a very, very timely thing for him to have been on. Uh, I know he was a child actor, so being on like Facts of Life a, is definitely a possibility. Being on Wonder Years is definitely a possibility. Everybody Loves Raymond is the one that seems like not like the others to me, but I also could see him like popping up on it. Um, but that's the one I could see them having like a random guest star, like oh. Let's grab Seth Green, yeah, bring him exactly. in, you know? 
Exactly. Yeah. And what was the other one that was like? So we have that seventy show, Wonder Years, Facts of Life, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the other one was Will and Grace. Will and Grace, and Will and Grace is definitely Will and Grace was big on the stunt casting, big on the stunt casting. So I could definitely see him popping up in an episode. I don't remember off the top of my head him being on an episode of Will and Grace, uh, but it's definitely, definitely like probably like I feel like all of these feel like viable, viable. Options. Well, he was in four of them, so yeah, but like none of them like really jump out at me as like oh he definitely was not in this one i think if i had to guess like facts of life is the one that i feel the least confident about him being in but uh again uh i'm not 100 sure on any of them so what do you guys think i would lean pretty heavily towards everybody loves raymond I'm good with that, Tom. I would. That's like my kind of gut there. Yeah, I mean, I I really have no scope on this. Facts of life, I I was kind of feeling, but I also at the same time, it's hard with the child stuff because he could have just been a random child that just like showed up in the background. Like it's like it could have been yeah. something like that. So I and that I, show was that show was on for many many years as well. So yeah. I mean, George Clooney I'm, was on the show for a while. So yeah, I'm good to go with with everybody loves Raymond if that's where where your guys' hearts are. Yeah, and those are those are the two I'm going back and forth between. But everybody loved Raymond was my initial gut reaction. So uh I guess All right, what's your answer? Everybody loves Raymond? Wow. The tables have really turned from <laughs> Lindy telling us to be quicker about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible turn of events. It's a lot different when I know the answer and I don't have to think about it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, Raymond is my is my gut. All right, so that's what we're going with. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, and you are correct. Woo! Let's Good go. Job. Good job. <sighs> By which I mean, I'm upset. Oh. <laughs> Adam comes in. I'm sure it's everybody loves Raymond. How do you know everything? Sure, I said it's my gut. I just wasn't sure at all. How does Adam know? Literally everything. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank God we're all working together because I think it would be, I'd be in a really bad spot if I was going against you. <laughs> yes, it would have been different. It was a competition between like Adam and Todd. These questions would have been like things I knew Todd knew and knew Adam oh. didn't know. <laughs> and I would have been like, man, I'm waiting for that. Uh, that question about a kid eating a sheet cake with no with his hands or something <laughs> i could have thrown in a question about ranch you know yeah exactly yeah. okay question number two um this one is about man nap i will say i had an original question for this topic that i had to redo because 30 minutes before this podcast started adam sent out a gif of the man nap from friends which is what i was gonna ask about <laughs> I was going to ask who was it and what season was it? And Adam sent the gif. So I knew they would know who it was. I don't know what season it was though, but I, it's one of my favorite scenes in friends. Yeah. So it's a bit different, but it's the same, same topic. Man nap. Naps are awesome. Everyone should take them on friends. Ross and Joey discovered the joy of the nap. What were some of the other characters doing in that episode? A. Phoebe and Rachel compete to become Monica's maid of honor. B. 
Rachel and Phoebe befriend Joey's girlfriend. C. Chandler struggles to photograph well for his and Monica's engagement picture. D. Chandler has an awkward encounter when he tried to bond with Jack. E. Rachel and Tag try to hide their relationship at work. And I'll tell you, I took all of these descriptions from the IMDb summaries of the episodes, so I didn't write any of these. I just took them. These are all things that happened, but only one of them happened in this same episode. Oh, okay. So, so sorry. Only we're picking the one that did happen this episode, not the one. That, okay. Oh, hey, hey. yeah. This is... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need them at least one more time. Okay. A. Phoebe and Rachel compete to become Monica's maid of honor. B. Rachel and Phoebe befriend Joey's girlfriend. C. Chandler struggles to photograph well for his and Monica's engagement picture. D. Chandler has an awkward encounter when he tried to bond with Jack. E. Rachel and Tag try to hide their relationship at work. It's not B and it's not E. Yeah, the Tag one was the only one I was pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, I don't really remember the Man Nap episode all that well, so I'm not going to be able yeah, to help too. here. Uh... Oh, okay. What's your gut telling you, Adam? Let's trust it again. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, you're the one who loved that thing. Yeah, you love the scene. <laughs> the scene, not the, not the entirety of what else I was thinking. Okay, what were the first and the third one again? I think those are the two that I'm between. Okay, A was Phoebe and Rachel compete to become Monica's maid of honor. C was Chandler struggles to photograph well for his and Monica's engagement picture. I feel like... I feel like Chandler was somewhat involved with the man nap story, which would like hypothetically take him out of whatever the other plot was. So I like a, a was like my initial thought as well. But again, I, I don't feel good don't about it, but oh, I don't like feel good about a. it even remotely, but uh, my, my, yeah. my friend's knowledge is relatively... Uh, I've seen all of Friends, but I remember very little. And, and like, I remember what happens in like, specific episodes like that. No, no, no. So, I've yeah. watched Friends so many times, too. This is the worst part. But, um, I, yeah, I like A. All right. We're so finally okay with that. Yeah. 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 Give me competing to be made of honor. All right. You are correct again. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> again, Adam... Jumps in with the answer. We love to see it. I'm rolling my eyes so much right now. I can't. I've seen all the friends like double digit times. That's one of my. So have I, but off the top of my head, I wouldn't have known the other plot in that episode. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have either. You know, you gave us the options. It wasn't like I was like saying what else happened. Those were all from adjacent episodes. That's all early season seven. So. Yeah, and I couldn't have told you that was season seven too, but. Okay. This wow. is a behind the scenes of how we usually work on our musicals too. Adam comes up with an idea. We're like, yeah, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more and we win the game. This is so exciting. I'm so excited about this. Okay. <laughs> Question three. Westworld. So, oh, Maya yikes. and her father email each other Westworld theories every Monday. I've never seen Westworld, but I did come <laughs> up with a question about it. <laughs> How many average viewers did season one of Westworld have? A, 0.8 million. B, 1.8 million. C, 2.8 million. D, 3.8 million. E, 4.8 million. 
I also have not seen a single episode of Westworld, so I I have no concepts for this. Yeah. Oh, I've seen all the episodes, but I don't pay a lot of attention yeah. to to ratings. Now, it's a, definitely was a highly popular show when it came out. It was a big water cooler show. Lots of people talked about it. Uh, but in terms of what good ratings are these days, like what the actual numbers are, it's not something that I have a great concept of. Uh, especially that first season was big i agree with you like i don't know like to me 1.8 stood out but then i'm like uh, the more that she went higher i'm like wait are there like maybe maybe like a three three is a safe one three million i don't know i mean i feel like tommy should have the end with the westworld information here but uh i'm so sorry i don't keep track of how many viewers it was about the plot maybe (laughs) i mean you worked adjacent to their offices tommy you should know this Um. Yeah, like 1.8 was the one that jumped out at me initially. I could see it being more, but um, yeah, I just, I again, horrible. I'm horrible with numbers. Just like keeping numbers in my head, remember that sort of thing is like one of my biggest uh, weaknesses. So I liked 1.8. I would, that's where I would lean, but I'm almost feeling like it's too low, but I, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Like, 1.8 jumped out at me, but it uh, feels like it might be low because the show is yeah. pretty popular. But it's also, it's pretty popular, but pretty popular now is nothing compared to what pretty popular back in the days before cable TV was. Yeah. Like, things and it just was huge numbers, but it is like a pay brought a pay cable channel, which already, like, kind of narrows the amount of viewers that there's going to be. Um yeah, it was average. It was it was like average, right? So it's like it could have had like a really high episode or two, but you know. So any thoughts, Adam? I have absolutely nothing to contribute here. All right, so Tommy, you're going with one point eight, or do you want to go higher? Uh, I just don't know. I think I think at this point we just gotta go with our guts. If we don't know, we gotta go with our guts. Always yeah. go with the gut. Yeah. Uh, so one point eight. One point eight. You are. Correct. Yeah. Trust the gut. Trust the gut. Lydia, next time you got to put six options out there. But... <laughs> yeah. I thought five was enough. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I really thought you would hate that question because it's like, how would you know? But oh, you knew. I, mean, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't know. <laughs> you all knew. You just knew it. Well, I've got two more questions. Let's go through them. Yeah, I'm we're upset. only two hours and 15 minutes into the podcast. We got time. What are the other two questions? If you don't let me stay, you are wrong. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> what if we get all five right, though? That would feel I mean, worse. something wrong. This. And we got this. Okay, we got to get all five right now. No, Gross. please don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you get them all right, that means I didn't do a great job of like making these hard enough. Or it just means that we're good. <laughs> That's Man, there's a okay. lot of. Uh... <laughs> it's like I refuse to accept the fact that you oh all are that good. God. Like when all the right. DM gets mad that you're you, you killed yeah, that monster. Oh my God. Like, uh, next week's guest, Jess Sterling, DM energy right here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, kill them. <laughs> Why are they doing so well? Oh my God. All right, Liddy. Next question. All right, question four. Park Ranger. Valencia tells Josh that in his tux, he looks like the guest of honor at a park ranger gala. On Parks and Recreation, Andy Samberg plays a park ranger in the season two episode, Park Safety. What was that park ranger's name? A. Carl. B. Alan. C. Luke. D. Parker. E. Max. 
Ranger Carl jumped out at me immediately. Um, I don't know if that's Who's right, really? but that's 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 my gut. My gut is Carl. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember for sure from the episode. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched that, but that was like my immediate gut reaction. So take that as you will. Carl Max stood out to me, and I remember he was shouting. He was very like loud, and that was his big thing. Well, yeah, and the, one of my favorite scenes was they're running on the or, or Tom Haverford is having to run behind the golf cart, and she's like trying. He's like, "Keep up, Tom." Yeah, so it, the answer is Carl. I've seen Parks and Rec a billion times. Nice. The answer is Carl. You are correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lindy keeps asking questions that are on my bedtime rotation of sitcoms. Uh, I've just seen them a million times. Maybe, maybe she set it up so you would get them all, so that then she can be like, oh, you know, oh man, I didn't, you know, it's all a ruse. Getting more people on Team Lindy. Just yeah, exactly. Further in the, oh, I can see it, Tommy. Now you're using your noggin here. I like that. <laughs> now oh, thinking, no. thinking Tommy is what they call no, noggin using Tommy. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lindy, we're four out of five. Final question. What do you got? I've got sadness in me. Okay. <laughs> I got the sadness in me. Exactly, exactly. All right, question five. Moms. Paula says, sometimes moms just come through. And sometimes you have to yell at them to get them to buy a wedding dress. Which of these TV moms appeared in the least amount of episodes on their respective TV show? Mm. A. Eleanor, Blair's mom, on Gossip Girl. B. Maya, Olivia's mom, on Scandal. C, Liz, Jess's mom, on Gilmore Girls. D, Mary, Archie's mom, on Riverdale. Or E, Ellis, Meredith's mom, on Grey's Anatomy. I've only seen one of these shows, so this is not an Adam question. Yeah. Grey's uh, is out because she was in like a multiple seasons, multiple episodes. Yeah, but I mean, she was in a bit, but so is like, uh, you know, Liz on Gilmore Girls is in quite a few. Yes, agreed. I, the one yeah. that only, like, the. And who, uh, sorry, who was the Riverdale mom? I missed. Riverdale was Mary, Archie's mom. Oh. She I wasn't mean, until, like, I feel like she came up more because the. Well, I don't want to spoil Riverdale, but. Yeah, I mean she you she can leaves. Spoil Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have some avid Riverdale. Fans. I mean she, uh, she leaves for a while, but then she comes back. So she's in a, a fair amount. I've never watched a uh, Gossip Girl. Know nothing about Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is the one I'm unfamiliar with. Scandal. There was like a season arc about the mom, I believe, or like like not maybe a season, but there was a good arc where like the mom was doing some stuff uh, on that show, I believe. But yeah, less so, than fifteen episodes uh, for. The mom and scandal. I don't know if that helps your context at all here, but okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Gossip Girl have like absolutely zero zero clue about. Um, yeah, like Ellis was on a a bit, and she kind of in flashbacks. But I don't know. She's still like I feel like it's what they're on like a hundred seasons of that yeah, show. <laughs> but she, but she. Uh, I mean, she was she's a looming presence as like something being referenced, but like actually yeah. being on the show. But she was down quite a bit in the beginning, I feel like. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. The Gossip Girl. If we, had, if we just knew Gossip Girl, I feel like that would be... Yeah, I feel like Gossip Girl or Scandal are probably going to be uh, 
the answer because Archie's Ooh. mom has been on quite a bit across all the seasons. If you're How saying many, that, what's your episode count for for Gossip Girl? Do you think like just rough? I don't know for sure. I don't remember how many seasons Gossip Girl. It was a lot of seasons, and, I believe. And I don't know who this character is at all. Uh, so I don't know how like prominent a role they played on the show. So it's like, that's, that's the one that I'm, we're coming in with like absolutely zero context for. Can, the thing is, I think she think it might, let me, let me talk out Liv in Gilmore Girls. Like she's on a lot of seat. Like they'll bring her on like random seasons, but she's only on a couple episodes. I would say less than six episodes really like she's she's like rarely there um yeah i guess that's are you saying you're saying six episodes yeah like i don't think she's on like okay that rules out scandal then because my pope was definitely on more than six yeah she's on very little uh in my opinion like i think it's like she comes up for their wedding obviously the whole jess thing but it's like it's not a, i maybe i'm just misremembering but i, I don't think yeah. Yeah, I think you're. Think I don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah. But it's still hard because we don't know the gossip girl, bro. Yeah, what if his mother never shows up, and this is why I was put in here because she, Lindy, knew we none of us watched Gossip Girl. It was all a ruse. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, flip a coin. So who are we between here? Uh, I, th I think Tommy's right. I think the Gilmore Girl uh, answer isn't as much as I was thinking initially, but Gossip Girl, I just have no clue about. Um... What's your gut, Tommy, as the guest? Uh, my yeah. gut is telling me Gilmore, but it's because I don't know. I, it's the gossip that's... was a complete. I think we I'm get down. it. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll we go it for it. I think we got to yeah. just go for it. Go with Tommy's yeah. gut. Yeah. That's your I final think, answer? I don't even remember who the answer, name yeah. is. <laughs> Before I reveal the answer, I want to tell you that the answer appeared on their show 16 times. Oh. Ooh, wow. So I feel pretty good then if you think it was only six, then it you was know, not gotta... and you know and I could be blind to it, but I, I definitely didn't I don't know. I'm nervous now. Okay. Ready. Yep. You are Correct again, somehow. <laughs> with my bad math, with my wrong math, we got it right. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I think it's more than six, but uh, obviously I haven't rewatched Gilmore Girls in forever, so maybe oh I, I think she's a member of a character, but I was like, I don't think she's in it that much, but. I'm really yeah. upset. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. I went back and I, this question, I, I went through a lot of potential options. Why did you have a chance? I guess I didn't pick like shows you never heard of, but um. See that—that's your mistake right there. Well, okay, <laughs> that was my mistake, obviously. Um, so Liz was in sixteen episodes. Uh, Maya on Scandal was in twenty. Um, Mary on Riverdale has been in twenty-five. Ellis on Grey's Anatomy twenty-six, and Eleanor in Gossip Girl thirty-four. Right, so if we go to Gossip Girl, we've actually gone the complete opposite end of the spectrum yeah. there. We went it with was... our gut. And hey, they were out. challenging questions. We just happened to get very lucky on our gut feelings. Tommy. I'm trying to help her feel like she worked. She got me on Team Lindy again. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's saying that they weren't challenging. 
I'm saying we, we like did a good job as a team to answer the questions, which did. is the point of the game here. <laughs> that is why we're doing this to eliminate the competitive nature of our <laughs> normal game and to bring us all together in the spirit of achievement. And we did just that today. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Tommy, coming on, helping us win the game here uh, today. Amazing work. We love to see it. Thank you. Thank you. I had a, a blast of a time. And we still have one final thing to do here today to give out some pretzels, uh, to give out our scores for the two songs this episode, starting with Man Nap. I had it as a uh, straight three. I think it was good in length. Um, I liked kind of the approach. I thought there were some funny bits, um, but not overall amazingly spectacular. Lindy, what about you? I'm giving this one a three. Wow. Uh, very rarely do uh, Lydia and I give the same scores to songs that are not either uh, perfect fives. So um, we love to see it. Todd, what about you? Uh, we're getting the hat trick at least three. Oh my goodness. All three of us <laughs> using different scales and coming up with a three together. I love, I love it. Tommy, what about you? I had it at 2.5. Well, um, what can you do? You know? um (laughs) it was fine it was in the middle it's just fine yeah very middle of the road song there with a three yeah i I was also amazed that adam gave it more than 2.5 i think i liked it honestly i think i liked it more than all of you which puts it at a three (laughs) in my book yeah um speaking of songs that i really liked tell me i'm okay patrick that gets a full five pretzels from me I really loved it. I thought it like did such a good job at what it was doing. I loved all the piano bits, the box playing, the interruption right in the middle of like, where's the manual? Uh, is it in your truck? I know it's in your truck. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Um, a full five pretzels for me. Tommy, what about you? Yeah, I really like this song. It, it's hard when I know there's songs that I like more. So I'm going to give it a 4.5, but it's still like really high for me. Uh, 4.5 is still pretty dang good. Todd, what about you? I'm going to give it a 4.4 because I, again, I like it quite a bit, but it's not one of my favorites. Like I said, there's songs I like more than it. So 4.4 from Todd and Lindy. What about you? Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm giving this one a 4.5. 4.5. Okay. Still very high. Uh, all things considered here for, for that song. So we do love to see that. And our final thing this episode, who made us truly happy? Lindy, we'll start with you. Who made you truly happy this episode? This one for me was definitely Paula. I loved her supporting Rebecca and the phone call with Rebecca's mother was amazing. Her little comment afterwards, sometimes moms just come through, like playing it off. And her reaction to Nathaniel and his unfortunate situation was hilarious. So Paula all the way amazing todd who made you truly happy this episode trant no not trant uh no it's paula paula 100 uh the scene of her yelling at naomi is like one of my favorite things in the episode it's just so good so well done and just through the whole episode she's so supportive of rebecca trying to help rebecca she's supportive of nathaniel and trying to help nathaniel she just is a great through this whole thing so yeah paula is uh my vote amazing tommy what about you who made you truly happy this episode yeah i think my pick has to be maya 
uh, you know, she wasn't in a ton, but the, she saved scenes for me. There were scenes that I probably wouldn't have liked otherwise, except for her whole, like, Spartacus moment. You know, even we talked about the scene at the end where she's like, I can switch tables. Like, it's, you know, I felt like she had a lot of really good lines that made me smile. Tommy, I know that you were swayed to Team Lindy earlier, but you and I are in lockstep here as I am also giving my point to Maya uh, for the second time this season. I love Maya so much. Yes. She like, wasn't in a ton of it, but all the time she was like, it was me. I put my pants in this enclosed office. And like She would totally pull that look off. Like really funny stuff from Maya all around this episode. Uh, I love her in every context. And that friends is season two, episode 12 of one indescribable podcast. Such fun. That was great. Uh, Tommy, Thanks so much for, for being here today. Thank you guys. It was so much fun. I uh, loved being here, getting to uh, wake up early. And, and the first faces I saw were your guys. So, you know, great day. It's a great day. <laughs> uh, this was so much fun. Um, as we're nearing the end of season two, we're uh, one one more episode and we're at the finale. That's wild to me. Uh, that we're already there. We're already like starting to talk about season three. We're talking about what we're going to do between season two and season three. Look out for some information on there. Um, but this is so exciting as we are barreling to the end <laughs> of season two. Uh, I've only got one barreling comment with Tommy on this time. I know. Yeah. I, I was trying to like refrain myself and then, I, you know, whatever. Um, you know, Tommy, uh, you're going to miss the wedding next episode but i feel like we got a lot of amazing wedding content here and if nothing else tommy has already agreed to play in all of our weddings and we have that now on audio that's a binding contract i'm pretty sure yeah, um yeah. we'll have to talk to to tom our lawyer uh you know but uh yeah I'm sure, sure it, i think it is yeah it's binding you have Listen, to do it so this is great for me i adam you can't wait till the outfit i pick out for you for your wedding you really signed up for this. Really, this is a trap. Uh -oh. Well, Forest Green. I appear to have played myself. Um, <laughs> it happens. Um, but let's get out of here. Uh, Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? I'm not going to be making any more quizzes. That's what I'll be not up to. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter at TVLindy, TVLindy, and our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast at ONECXG Podcast. Todd, what about you? What are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. Uh, I think I mentioned last time I was recently on the Post Your Recaps feedback show for Severance, so you can go and listen to that. Uh, but other than that, you can find me in the Post Your Recaps Discord with uh, all these wonderful people talking about movies, TV shows, games, all sorts of wild stuff. And uh, you should come join us because it's a blast. You absolutely should. Tommy, our special guest here, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter, I'm Tommy's Tidbits. Uh, I'm there. And yeah, I'm at the PSR Discord. Uh, I also have a podcast, Stark Wars. If you want to hear Marvel, Star Wars uh, show recaps, I do that with my good co-host over there. Uh, we're going to start Moon Knight. That's going to be the big 
show we're getting into. And then uh, I've recently been on a couple podcasts. I was on Shit 90 Shows Tommy with Boy Meets World. We're getting into that juicy, uh, that juicy time with with Corey and Topanga when they're you know going through some hard hardships. Uh, exciting, very good podcast to listen to. And then uh, I'll be on Two Dudes Watch Cartoons covering Box Machina and recapping oh. that over there. So, oh, very nice. Uh, amazing. Yeah, always check out the stuff that Tommy did. Speaking of a little shit, 90s shows crossover event here next week for season two, episode 13, the finale of season two, we are going to have the incomparable Jessica Sterling back on the podcast here to go through with us uh, the finale of season two. Um, and we are incredibly excited about it. That is going to be a ton of fun. Look out for that next week. I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, Piano Man Adam One. You can also find me on the Poster Recaps Patreon Discord all the time running DD adventures, um, hanging out in there talking about television. Uh, speaking of television, I'm like 99% sure that by the time that this drops, you will be able to find me on uh, the Upload podcast, also with Jess Sterling and Mike Bloom. Uh, where we've been talking about season two of Upload, a show that I really loved a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm excited to get into all of my takes there. A really fascinating show. So good. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I I would highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's going to be really good, and that is going to be a blast of a podcast to do with Jess Sterling and Mike Bloom. So come check me out there. But, my friends, the most important place that you can find me is right here, where next week we will be back with the incomparable Jessica Sterling to talk through Season 2, Episode 13, the finale of Season 2 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, right here at One Indescribable Podcast. And until then, bye!